Hello and welcome to another episode of the Cryptid Ramblers podcast. I'm your host, Scott, and across from me, as always, Hello. Is, the, is the beautiful Callum. <laughs> oh, very kind, very kind. <laughs> How are you doing on this uh, incredibly yeah. cold? It is a bit fresh. Sunday isn't morning. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, good man. Better than what expected considering how early it is <laughs> tell me about <laughs> and it and how cold it is but oh. uh yeah excited for excited for this one so uh mm. yeah looking forward to jumping in and uh yeah exploring this uh this legend this oh, lore I know, right yeah it's brilliant it's been a good one. Oh, absolutely yeah. so as, as people know we are we're checking out the the skinwalker we are and in by proxy because if you're talking about the uh, the skinwalker you've got to talk about the ranch yeah, absolutely, ranch yeah. as well so we will be talking about that as well we will but yeah. before we get into that before yeah we've got to give a good old shout out to our patreons we have indeed so we've got yeah. justin over there yep and we've also got james <laughs> listening as and well. and we have indeed yeah yeah excellent thank Cheers, you guys. very much for your continued support guys absolutely and remember you can all help support your favorite podcast by jumping onto patreon yep. and checking out the two tiers that we've got um we've got the 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 rambler to start off with, which yep. is what James is on, in which yep. he gets uh, the 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 episodes uh, early yep, before right. general release. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah. And that's four pound a month plus VAT plus fat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got Justin. He's on uh, he's on the Keen Rambler. Keen Rambler. Tier, yeah. And uh, with that, he gets uh, an unedited uh, video. Yeah. Of our wonderful mugs. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah he gets, gets to, to look at he this. Gets to see all this. Yeah. And, you, and he pays for it. <laughs> yeah. What a madman. Yeah, absolutely. There's, God bless him. Yes. God bless him. God bless Justin. I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> but yes, if Justin's on that. He's, he's paying uh, £6 a month plus VAT as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So jump on there. We've got the links to it on the various different socials. So yeah. Uh, Go over we'll continue there to share it if you're interested. And, uh, yeah. yeah, do your best to come and support your favorite yeah, podcast. Please guys. do. Um, but also, talking about support, yeah, we're here. We're here we in are. Hellfire Studios. <laughs> we are indeed. <laughs> the new and home. The, yes, yes, our new home. Well, it's been our home for a while now. It has, yeah. yeah. It felt like I kind of remember a time when we used to record this over oh. Zoom in. In each of our homes. I know, right? <laughs> it seems so archaic. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. So, yeah. So, guys, as you know, Hellfire Studios is um, Essex's first podcast, film and photography studio situated just 45 minutes from London. Yeah. Hellfire Studio also offers full creative content creation. Visit hellfirecreative.com for more information on that, on what yeah. they provide. Absolutely. But as a listener of the Cryptid Ramblers podcast, you can also take full advantage of a 20% off discount code for all podcast, video, photography services at hellfirestudio.uk. That's right. So all you need to do is go to the checkout and put in Cryptid, that's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D. Is. And you get your 20% off, guys. Easy as that. Easy as that. Absolutely. Yeah, we do it We do it all for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we do it all for you. Absolutely. But um, also... Before we get into it, mm. we have a listener story, don't we? We do, <laughs> which I completely forgot about. <laughs> okay, Maybe. no, we do. No, we do. We no, have. We do. It was, um, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> Your face. It was, it was like, have we? Hang oh on. shit! Oh, we yeah. have. Oh yeah, we spoke about that. You said it to me. <laughs> oh mate, don't. I'm surprised I remember uh, my name at the minute. Oh, um, yeah. So it was. Um, it was really cool. So at the start of um, this week, so we were recording on, on Sunday morning. So around the start of the week, um, I think they sent it on Monday, mm. but I didn't pick it up until Wednesday because it thankfully dropped into the uh, junk mail. Gotcha. And it was just by chance that I thought I'd check it. Mm. And this little 
little gem was in there. Um, they've uh, asked to remain anonymous because um, they've gone into some fairly specific um, details in terms of like where they live and location and that kind oh, of thing. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but I think it, uh, it must have come off the back of the um, Halloween special. Oh, okay. Because it's a, a haunted house Ooh. story. Um, Ooh, I do like a haunted house. And it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really quite cool. So, um, not that anyone else will know, but I suppose apologies to Justin. I'm, I am reading the email straight from my phone. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was too much to just type out and yeah, that's kind of do enough. it again. So. Well, if it's already written there, I suppose <coughs> you could just omit the details that they don't want in there, I'm guessing. Well, yeah. and that, yeah. So, yeah, cool. and that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so this came in from uh, a listener, um, and it goes like this. My wife and I live in a small village in central New York. It's a quiet place in the heart of the Finger Lakes region. The area around us is predominantly cornfields and cow pastures with an ample amount of local wineries that bring in a fair number of tourists during the summer months. We bought our house in 2008. It's an old home built around 1910, and inside you can tell um, as each room has an old cast iron radiator in every room. I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary when we moved in. After about a week or so, our daughter complained about hearing voices at night. My wife did also. I just figured they heard the TV or they had overactive imaginations. It wasn't until our daughter's friend stayed over for the first time after we moved that my mind started to change. She visited quite often when we had our apartment and was going to spend a few days with us. That first night, she woke up hearing the strange voices. At first, she thought it was the TV downstairs. But when she went across the hall to the bathroom, no one else was up. The downstairs was dark and quiet. As soon as as dawn broke and the sun started to rise, she packed her things and left, never to return. (laughs) Well, okay. Which, yeah, and I don't, we've not been given ages, um, but from what he says later on, um, I don't think they were that young. I think maybe early teens. Right. Maybe. So. Well, old enough to be able to kind of figure things out and not be so not, just spooked not like by an eight, eight-year-old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I think they would. I, I, I think so. This is just me kind of filling in the gaps. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so the, the friend packed her shit and left and <laughs> never came back. Wow. Um, and he continues. Uh, to this day, I've never heard the whispers they mentioned. According to them, it wasn't an often occurrence. Uh, There were, however, three instances I did experience. The first time was about two years after we moved in. I was downstairs in the living room with my wife and we heard something between a crash and a thud that shook the entire home. It felt like the house had been hit by a truck. We stared at each other wondering what the hell had happened. I searched every room looking for furniture or something heavy that had tipped over or if a tree had fallen on the roof, but there was nothing. I have no idea what caused it and it happened twice more over the years. Uh, maybe one time it could have been melting ice falling off the main roof onto the porch. Um, but that first time was early summer. There was no ice. That's weird. That is very That's weird. That's some like Ghostbusters stuff, isn't it? <laughs> that, that is exactly it, yeah. yeah no fault lines, no tectonic plates. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the yeah. town is just shaking. Yeah, for some reason. It's, it's Goza, is what it yeah, is. It, yeah. <laughs> um, the strangest thing that happened was around six years ago, just before our daughter moved out. I had just gotten home from work and my wife came out to meet me as soon as I walked in the door. Where did you go? She asked. Go? I just got home from work, I told her. She looked a little frightened, then asked, you weren't here half hour ago? 
I shook my head a half hour ago. I was leaving work. Um, and this is what the wife told him had, uh, had happened. Basically, her mother was visiting and they were having coffee in the living room. They both heard the side door open and close, followed by footsteps that went up the stairs and a door slam. My mother-in-law made some comment like, what's up with him? He can't even come and say hi. So, which is a definite mother-in-law type comment. <laughs> so I, really can, I, I, can, I can even hear it in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ten minutes had passed and uh, my wife started to get worried. She went upstairs and checked the bathroom and our bedroom and there was no one there. Hearing that freaked me out and I too went upstairs and checked all the rooms myself. There was no sign of anyone. I almost thought it was a joke, but my wife was visibly shaken. A bit... <laughs> um, since then, it's been quiet for the most part. Once in a while, the dogs will act like someone just entered the room barking and staring in the same direction the cats will stop and glare at something only they can see it's a little unnerving at times but nothing sinister has ever happened it could have been nothing at all um but then nothing doesn't shake a house no <laughs> um and then, you know he's asked us what we think so obviously you know i got in wow. touch and thanked him for sort of reaching out i did have a couple of questions um you know, sort of for him. So, you know, was there any noticeable change in things like the atmosphere or temperature the temperature of the like room, that, yeah. that kind of thing? And also, did the wife and daughter or, or the friend um, ever hear what the voices said? Mm. So, was it anything kind of audible, or you know, could, could you know, could you hear a conversation, or you know, were yeah. they trying to give a message, that kind of thing? Um, and and thankfully, um, he did respond. Um, so he's he's confirmed they they've been there about thirteen years with only a few of these occurrences. So it's not like a regular a regular thing. Um, but to answer our questions, he said his wife said that the voices are like hearing a television on in another room. You can tell there's someone talking, but it's muffled and unintelligible. Um, it's always a man and a woman speaking, like the two are having a casual conversation. Um, he thinks his theory is that his daughter's friend may have understood what they were saying, which is why she was so quick to, you know, sort of up and leave. Yeah. Um, he, he has actually gone on to sort of correct his previous statement to say that he was wrong about when the daughter, uh, the daughter's friend had left. Mm. Um, she actually left in the middle of the night, oh, wow. according to his wife. Yeah, so she didn't wait until the morning. She, she must she, have heard it all going on and pretty what? much packed the stuff and, and left. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> bye bye now um sadly he can't ask the friend um as uh, <laughs> she's really gone as, as she, she's gone baby um <laughs> cut ties everything it's it yeah no she moved um yeah she moved south apparently um, oh, years okay. ago and they fell out of touch um he can't say that there was a noticeable change in the temperature during any of the happenings um it's an old house with poor insulation mm. there's always a draft um especially in the winter months the kitchen is in the back of the home, and it always seems cooler than the other rooms. Mm. There's been a few times while doing the dishes, he's gotten the feeling of a presence behind him. He'll turn around expecting to see someone there, but of course there isn't. Um, no, no, you and I have yeah. both had that feeling, oh, so I know times, exactly yeah. what that is. Um, at least nothing he can see. The animals, though, they react sometimes like mm. there's an intruder in the house. Um, and then, yeah, he just goes on to... Um, sign off on his on his email but that wow. that's that's basically his his story um well the thing is which with, is with the voices and all that that sounds more like what you would consider like a residual haunting so there's residual yeah. energy from that time when it was inhabited 
um, yes. like a yeah. certain point in time in which it was inhabited. Yeah, and it's, so it's just, almost like a replaying. Yeah, conversation of the last thing that happened maybe when they were in the house or exactly it's like um, what they call the, the the stone tape theory right okay not to be confused with the stoned ape theory <laughs> no that is different <laughs> that is very different it's very different so the stone tape theory is that um th- there was energy and and technically data mm. that is stored within an area yeah with and then when that energy is released it, it plays that yeah that tape that recording yeah sort of thing so the voice is that that if they're unintelligible, which I fully understand because yeah. I've, I've experienced that before. Mm. Like I've had like, like whispers and, and stuff like yeah. that. That's <laughs> yeah. sort of like um, a creepy paranormal film sort of thing. It's, yeah. it's a real thing that, yeah, yeah. that does actually happen. Yeah. Um, what what would be quite interesting is if they've ever experienced, say, like the Oz effect. So like the, almost the complete opposite of that in that yeah. The, there's like a, a, a bubble of silence and whatnot. Yeah, that's kind of what I, I suppose I was trying to get at when I asked him about this sort of the change in, in temperature and, and atmosphere. Mm. You know, did it go, you know, almost completely silent except for the whisperings and, and the other noises? Or, you know, was there something to kind of suggest that... Or they could localise where it was yeah. kind of coming from. Because my, my theory with that is that when when the Oz effect or you get those changes in, in atmosphere, that would... I consider I consider that an active haunting, so yeah. it's like something that is sentient, that is there, and it knows it's what there it, and it's active, and it knows yeah. when people are in the house or when people are there, and it wants to make yeah. itself known Absolutely. the only way it can. Sort of kind thing. of like um, the, that Nicole Kidman film, The Others. Yes, the yeah, yeah. The, from way back, mm, you know, when yeah. uh, fantastic twist, great twist, yeah, brilliant yeah. twist. But it's like the the ghosts don't necessarily know that they're there but they're sentient and they're figuring yeah. out that there's there's things so wrong they're aware of themselves and that something's not quite right and they're, yeah. they're just kind of well, dealing with it how they best can sort absolutely of thing. which would be different from like the residual haunting yes. where it's just a a scene that's being played over and over and over that's kind of how i sort of interpret it is that they were they were kind of stuck on a loop almost in in a sort of particular conversation or a particular scenario that just plays you know like a I don't know, in, in certain films and stuff, they, they find like an old SOS message, mm. which is just played on loop for however yeah, long. That, that it's it's that be, kind of thing. It's, that's it's, exactly what that's residual kind of what energy it, would be. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what kind of... at different times yeah. by something. Um, yeah. It's all phenomena. Other presence, we, time of the day. It's all phenomena or, that we can't d- define exactly. No. You know, it's all open mm. at the moment. It's all open. So, but that's really yeah. interesting. That's that was really cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, for, thank you for, to, for the listener to uh, you know for sharing that and letting us, uh, yeah, sort of share it with with everyone else. It was, um, yeah, it's a really cool story with actual experiences and mm. you know and sort of evidence and yeah, yeah. it was that's uh, cool. Yeah, so got, yeah, you don't have to wait for a Halloween special to send in. Your no, stories. exactly. Get no, in. you know, we're really like we what this person it. did. Yeah, just send them in. You know, whenever and we'll happily share him if uh, if you're happy to allow us. But uh, mm. no, I thought that was um, yeah, no, I thought that was cool. It was a uh, you know, it was a, yeah. a, a haunting, and yeah, I think if it doesn't happen that often and they don't fi- feel that it's anything sinister and it's just a essentially a, a, a lodger in their their house and mm. they sort of you know give each other their space, then I guess you can leave it yeah. sort of well alone. But uh, it definitely well. feels like it's a yeah, as you say, residual haunting. Well, when they start chucking things about, that's when you get the priest in. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah, what it is. yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When you start seeing your own breath in your living room, and uh, yeah, the lights are flickering. Bruce and... Willis turns up. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. If he turns up, you're in trouble. But uh, but no, in all seriousness, though, you know, thank you for um, for sharing that. And, yeah, uh, much appreciate it. Yeah, hopefully we've done it justice. And uh, yeah, hopefully everyone else enjoyed it because you know we certainly did, and we we sort of chewed over it a little bit uh, mm. a couple of days ago, didn't we? In our initial yeah, yeah, chat. Yeah, that was that was good. Get our sort of th- you know get our thoughts cemented on that. But yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that was, Excellent. Yeah. Thank you very much so again. Thanks again. Yeah. So, uh, but, but straight on to the episode. So, Skinwalkers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, what have you found out about Skinwalkers, man? Well, it's... I, I don't know about you, but for me, it was one of those that was... Um, it was a bit of a slow burner. I I kept coming up against a lot of brick walls with it. So... It's very, very localised, it, isn't it? Very. Yeah, very mm. localised. And very sort of cherished almost you know it's part of a a culture who you know take it very seriously Mm. and are you know therefore reluctant to you know kind of share any personal experiences or you know kind of the ins and outs of of kind of what they're brought up to believe you know the skinwalker is so initially i was just finding a lot of american uh or you know hollywood sort of descriptions of of what it was or Mm. um you know sightings or experiences you know with, with things like tiktok you know, the internet now is just flooded with people um, that yeah. feel like they've had an experience or an interaction, or you know, we've we've skinwalkers uh, specifically. Um, yeah, that, I've noticed that actually that there's been a real sort of push on the whole skinwalker um, idea. Yeah, that, you know, there's there's, well, there's an, been a couple of films recently which I think might have got something to do with it because I think like it's a just similar sort of thing to the Wendigo as well, isn't it? Well, really, exactly. The, yeah, that's really taken up on. on yeah, because you got culture. that. Um, you got that film Antlers. Yeah, um, which I've yet to see actually. We, no, I've yeah, I've still not seen it, but uh, I will be will be watching it. But yeah, but that's about the the Wendigo, and then you've got um, a film. Um, I don't think it was a big budget film, but I've seen it on um, YouTube. It came out only last year, actually called Skinwalkers, and it's about an experience. Oh with, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I haven't seen it, but I know the. One, well, also the be on Amazon as well. I'm not yeah, too sure, is. but um, yeah. So it's just things like that. So I came up against you know a lot of brick walls where a lot of you know, um, Native Americans, uh, you know, a lot of scientists, doctors, all from that sort of culture would sort of say, yeah, no, we know about it. And we know we've got our stories, you know, this is what we was brought up on. But, you know, I'm not going to share it with anyone who isn't um, Native American, because, you know, you either you won't understand or it's, it's you know, specific to us and our yeah. culture and almost like, a, you know, not all things have to be shared, you know, sort of thing. This is true. And they're quite happy to just keep it amongst themselves. Yeah. So that was what I... I seem to come up against, you know, quite a lot um, until the last couple of days, actually. And then I found a particular website that really did go into it um, in terms of, you know, kind of where it all started, um, you know, kind of how it started or or at least um, more traditional um, origins mm. and explanations for it. Whereas before it was just coming up with, yeah, sort of people on, like farmers on tiktok saying they heard a skinwalker <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean one was actually quite quite a cool video actually um and we can come on to that later on when, okay. we, do, when we do some of the um encounters and experiences and stuff um gotcha. sort of towards the i suppose the middle of the episode i guess but um yeah there's one that was quite cool but um but no i guess we'll jump into yeah you know, kind of what i've found on the supposed origins <laughs> this famed skinwalker um yeah, which as i'm sure everyone knows um is mostly centered around the uh, navajo um culture um a skinwalker is a type of harmful witch 
who has the ability to turn into, possess, or disguise themselves as an animal. Um, and the, the term has never been used in anything positive. It's always been in a negative light that skinwalker or, you know, witch obviously has, has typically been well, used yeah. in um, a negative light. And Which makes sense as well, because that they didn't <coughs> use the word shaman. Yeah, because that's more because when you read into it, that's more or less what these beings well, are. Yeah, well, I mean, the, kind the, of black but, magic, and but the shaman itself isn't necessarily a black magic thing. It's it's a, a it's a um, a vessel mm. for magic for nature yeah. and everything else. So it makes sense that they would say witch mm. rather than yeah. It seems quite specific with the terminology yeah, in, in that is, respect. I mean, even to this day, witch still has a, a negative connotation when mm. really it 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 shouldn't it shouldn't do anymore. Not no, not any, not anymore. No, not since like the eighteen hundreds when everyone was killed for being one. <laughs> yeah. I think since then, it's kind of everyone's yeah. got over it. I think, but that was the first thing straight off the bat that kind of surprised me is that they're actually seen as a, a kind of a witch or a, a sort of an evil entity, a negative spirit, and that's actually mm. kind of their their actual form. As mm. a, I just, you know, I just thought it was a bi, you know, a bipedal coyote or something that was yeah. sort of possessed i thought it was more that's, um, animalistic that's, that's, that's the that's image you get from tiktok and all these other videos yeah. that are out there and all the, all the and films the and, yeah exactly exactly yeah. that yeah same thing was having with the wendigo wasn't it yeah 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 absolutely um navajo witches uh or skinwalkers um represent the opposite of the navajo culture and values um they have um, healers who are seen as medicine men and women um, or they use other sort of nurturing um, terms to describe them. Whereas the witches in that culture are seen as nothing but evil, um, performing twisted um, ceremonies and manipulating magic um, to almost deliberately go against the good work of the healers. So it's quite literally a good versus evil mm. um, sort of battle in, in this uh, in this culture, which I, th- which I thought was quite cool, actually. Um to battle this, the healers would learn both good and evil magic, so they knew what they were up against and how to counteract it, I guess. That's where the Jedi went wrong. Exactly, exactly. But the grey Jedi, the grey that's where Jedi. they got it right. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they got Luke it right. got it right. Luke got it right. Exactly. <laughs> um, the true legend of the um, Skinwalker isn't actually that well known outside of the Navajo. Uh, this obviously goes back to what we were discussing just a minute ago. Um, this is mostly because they are reluctant to discuss it with outsiders. Um, it's all about trust and not wanting to disclose secrets to those who are non-Navajo. Yeah, like basically. you say, don't have to share everything. Yeah, they, are. they don't have to, and they don't feel any um, any need to. It, yeah, just, any obligation or yeah, anything like that. It's it? just like well, yeah. this is ours. You know, you're not part of this culture. Why do you need to know? Um, probably because they know, like many things, it will get dramatized or bastardized in Hollywood, and it will be a complete misrepresentation. It'll commercialized. Yeah, I mean, it's funny actually. Um, as I'm sure you are as well on Facebook. I'm, you know, a part of a few sort of cryptid groups and yeah. and pages and stuff. And not that I've, you know, known anyone by name or anything, but I've I've noticed that there is a lot of actual Native American members of these groups mm. who get quite passionate. You know about it. Someone will just share a bit of artwork, or you know, of their um, interpretation. Their interpretation of yeah, a skinwalker. It will be like, oh, you know, I, I heard this noise, or I saw this in the woods. I think it's a skinwalker. What do you think? Blah blah blah. And a lot of them get quite passionate off the bat, and just like, no, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. Your idea of a skinwalker is is not it's what my culture wrong. believes, and blah blah blah. And they sometimes they sort of lay out the law 
sometimes but most of the time they don't because of this reluctance to actually share you know the, the sort of the truth about it and yeah. so i found that to be quite um quite interesting actually um now obviously you know speaking about coyotes um animals associated with um witchcraft are the ones usually um included in these uh you know sort of tales so anything that's uh, like a trickster or mm. um yeah any any sort of animal along those lines really so it'll be things like um you know coyote coyote wolf um and a snake uh, any, uh, any that, point? interesting that i didn't remember that coming up but it, it was basically anything that was linked to like death or bad omens okay so you'd expect maybe like spiders snakes well, that, well but actually but this that was makes more sense like, because it's only the western cultures that actually have this association with snakes and there being a sense of evil mm. a lot of the old older cultures a snake well, is worship actually them, wouldn't they? well yeah it was a sim a symbol of um of knowledge yeah uh, and wisdom mm. so it was it makes sense it was kind of it's kind of a loaded question there really yeah. from my part yeah. <laughs> but that makes sense that snakes don't come up yeah. there as a trickster creature yeah they didn't it was more so f from what i can remember it was mostly four-legged mm. sort of woodland so you you know coyotes um um, like foxes but, yeah exactly yeah, foxes sort of yeah sp sp especially for the trickster element yeah and then yeah obviously just like you know typical uh wolves um the the witches may possess the body of either living animals so any of any of those um or people um and skinwalkers can be either male or female which was interesting because if uh, i know you'll remember but a lot of the cryptids that we've gone through have almost always been seemingly male yeah yeah with the odd you know sort of female version or you know in, in yeah. interpretation um, yeah, but it's true. interesting that this and he was quite specific about it as well it was like men and women can be you know skinwalker it's yeah. not you know sort of exclusive to well, you know kind of one or the other yeah i mean the only one that really comes to mind is is our first episode bigfoot with the Pat yeah. gimlin footage which yeah. turns out to be if it is true, if it is true, a, fe a, female, a female Bigfoot, a female Sasquatch, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. It just, because it's yeah. one of those things that just, just doesn't pop up it, into you. No, certainly that I think would think of. Yeah. Um, now, basically, non-Navajo stories, mostly from Europe, detail the Skinwalker wrong, as we've discussed. Mm. So the Navajo children would basically substitute this version of you know, our version of a, a skinwalker with basically just a general uh, serial killer. And the most popular one was uh, a, a killer that they would create or have created called The Hook. And as soon as I go into the description, you'll know... <gasps> the Hook! The Claw! The Claw! <laughs> basically, The Hook or Hook Man is a pirate-like killer with a hook for a hand. He's particularly portrayed as faceless, silhouetted old man wearing a raincoat and a rain hat hmm. now the first thing that came to mind when i read that was i know what you did last summer yeah where he wears a, a rain yeah. hat a raincoat and he has a hook yeah old ben isn't <laughs> not, it? yeah not necessarily for a hand but he has a, a big old Great fishing old hook. Meat hook yeah um yeah and then so basically yeah that, that's how much they don't like our version of a skinwalker that they've really. created their own crappy killer just to kind of <laughs> substitute into our stories so they can yeah. scare each other and stuff but even but even so like that that's clearly been taken in, in pop culture oh, as, as a reference for 
serial killers in a lot of games and, and films. Yeah. Um, it did list a whole bunch. Um, obviously, I know you did last summer was was one that was mentioned. Jeepers Creepers is a similar sort of one as yeah. well. With the, yeah, well, the big no overcoat hand, and the... No, the, the hat and the yeah. yeah yeah so so again they've created something to mock what our version is of of their kind of cherished that actually thing. makes and then, sense. and then we've snatched that and bastardized it and put it in you know sort of horror films so it's almost like we're proving them right yeah for for why they don't oh, oh why they don't tell us <laughs> yeah which is um yeah we, yeah yeah enough said about that i think yeah exactly <laughs> i don't want to go off on a tangent yeah exactly yeah absolutely that'll be for another episode yeah definitely <laughs> um now this is going to be the uh the first butchering of the uh episode oh, excellent. so um apologies in advance but hopefully you'll appreciate the attempt if nothing else <laughs> yeah, go for it. but um in navajo language their word um or, or words for skinwalker is ye nadlushi which translates to roughly by means of it it goes on all fours oh which, okay which fits into again what our interpretation of a skinwalker that makes is sense that it will be stand on its you know back so it's, legs it's, and also revert to you know all yeah. fours so um yeah um now in non-navajo culture mm. um it is widely believed to be a hoax um mostly because people believe uh, f- sort of find it hard to imagine that a humanoid figure can transfer into a, a four-legged animal um and that you know that's terrorizing families specifically in the um american southwest so if uh, unless you're navajo the general feeling mm. up until recently as you as you rightly said it's it's mostly been sort of a, a hoax was, you know, a bit of hoodoo, a bit of, you know, just stories, gotcha. basically, to sort of scare you from going into the woods or... or to scare you to going into the Navajo land. Or to keep you off the reservations and that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, it's that's not the case within the Navajo culture. It's no, they very, very much, much believe, believe and, and, yeah, and 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 treasure it, really, mm. um, and, and sort of cherish it. It's only from a lot of the things that, that, I've, um, that I've read, um, which is what I'll... Um, sort of go into um now it's, it's this is going to be a mix of kind of um there's gonna be a few stories but there's also going to be some kind of uh, kind of origins for the american part obviously not so much the navajo because that would have gone back you know much further yeah, but yeah, much, um much further. certainly some kind of hopefully fairly traditional um origins um so in order to become a skinwalker within native american belief he or she must be um, uh, must be sort of initiated by a secret society mm. um, that requires the um, evilest of deeds. So, and some of the examples they gave were quite specific, but it, it was things like you know the killing of a close family member, um, which more often than not would be a sibling yeah. to that person. Um, after the task has been carried out the individual then gains these supernatural powers which, um which makes sense that well that's well, i say it makes sense but that's a concept that is stuck with magic mm, in general that there right. being a huge cost to um a power earning the right almost to get right these to, powers yeah absolutely yeah. It, that's the sort of stuff that alistair crowley would do 
yeah the, the, the yeah. beast himself the most wicked man on earth yeah. as, as he called himself as he called himself yeah. yeah that he would do these um quote unquote evil acts yeah in order to so it was kind of like um to gain to gain power through sin basically through, yeah through ultimate sin and that his journey was to find the ultimate sin yeah. in order to gain ultimate the, the power. ultimate power or the highest of powers that yeah. kind of thing yeah and that's very much what 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 this believes um so these natural uh these supernatural powers would give them the ability to shapeshift into animals as mm. we've discussed um typically they take the form of a wolf coyote uh foxes cougars dogs or bears um they will then wear the skins of the animals they transform into hence the name skinwalker yep um Sometimes they would wear the skulls and antlers on their heads, um, which would supposedly bring them more power. Um, they are believed to choose the animal based on the ability they wish to adopt. So f- speed, strength, still for endurance, depending mm. on what it is they wish to carry out, they would take the form of, of that you know, animal. So if you want strength, then you'd, you'd go for the bear. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's, and so that was one thing amongst many others that I, I didn't sort of know. I just thought it was one particular animal, well, that, you know, sort of for the that, sake of it. But that parallels really mm. nicely with the Norse berserker. Yeah. That parallels yeah. really nicely with that because that's exactly what they used to do. They, I mean, they used to um, consult their, their shaman or their goatee mm. is, is how, is what they were called. Yeah. And they would basically concoct a potion of magic mushrooms and they'd say, right, right um, drink this. There's a bit of a process of distilling it, but I won't go yeah, through yeah. that because it's yeah, a bit, yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's drink this um, and wear the skin of the animal mm. and you will adopt its power. Mm. So yeah, it would be a similar sort of thing. So if they wanted the actual full strength and durability, they'd wear a bear skin. Yeah. If they wanted speed, yeah. they'd wear a wolf skin yeah. or something exactly, like that. Exactly. Yeah. So it's exactly the same sort yeah. of parallel to mm. that as well. So it, which yeah. is really interesting because those cultures are oceans yeah. apart. Oceans apart. Yeah, absolutely. So again, it's these similarities that pop up in different cultures, seemingly mm. with no links, on you know almost separate sides of you know the world. Yeah. Yet they've got these same. That must have come from somewhere. Yeah, it's um, from somewhere, it? That'll be for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I've got one plan. Don't you? I, worry. Oh, I bet you have. <laughs> um, basically, if a human was to lock eyes with the witch um, in, you know, whatever form, um, the witch would then be able to take the form of that person or possess them. Gotcha. So if if you it's like if a you warg them, sort of thing. Yeah, That's... kind of. Yeah. So if you lo- lock eyes long enough they would be able to take your form or if they chose to they would possess you and use you as a vessel to carry out their you know sort of evil doing and stuff um now this is kind of a little bit of the i'm pretty sure this is the the part of the the sort of the law the the belief Mm. um an evil society of witches would gather in dark caves or secluded areas for a number of different reasons um they would initiate new members, plot activities, harm people with magic, you know, from a distance, or perform ceremonial rituals. Mm. Um, the witches would be said to to carry out necrophilia, oh. cannibalism, incest, and grave robberies. Um, during these gatherings, the skinwalkers or witches um, would gather in either their animal form or 
completely naked, <laughs> wearing nothing but beaded jewellery and ceremonial paint. Well, it does all sound very sinful. It it does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and almost, and, and also a Friday night in Basildon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds sinful, but it sounds like a fucking great time. <laughs> yeah, what a night. Yeah. Um, so that's a, a sort of a belief of how they, yeah, they would congregate. So it wouldn't just be one witch acting alone. They would be a... Coven. A coven, basically, yeah. yeah. Um, now, this kind of, I think this kind of ties in sort of, you know, the hatred with America, um, with the, the Navajo, mm. um, and, and why there is maybe the belief that there is. Um, but in, in 1878, the Navajo witch purge happened. After a series of wars with the US military, the Navajo were expelled from their land and forced... Um, down i think to new mexico mm. the people suffered when they got there bad crops harsh weathers illness and death uh, this went on for a four-year period until the american government realized that they'd made a mistake and basically let them return to their lands um this was a re- or this is a region in the states called the four the four corners area mm. this cover covers put my teeth in this covers <laughs> southwest Colorado, southeast Utah, northeast Arizona, and northwest New Mexico. Um, once they returned, things started to, you know, kind of improve and return back to normal for them. But the tribe still blamed the skinwalkers for all the bad things that happened and believed that there were some among them. This led to the purge which resulted in 40 navajo being killed on suspicion of being a witch wow because that's what all they blamed. Ver- all sounds very familiar very familiar it? indeed um and they because they blamed the witches for the negative energy the the bad things that were happening to them the harsh weather the crops that were failing people that were dying and yeah. getting illnesses so yeah they basically yeah wow lynched 40 40 people within the, the Navajo tribe and uh, dispatched them. Killed them, yeah, for on suspicion of being a witch, yeah. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so that's what I kind of found, um, you know, in, in respect of kind of the, what I hope is the, you know, the sort of the Navajo belief and, and the, the, some of the, the kind of the origins to where these things, you know, sort of came from. And, and like mm. with a lot of these cryptids that we've looked into, there is a you know a real world sort of origin mm. that's you know that's maybe been you know kind of tweaked or or sort of twisted through you know throughout time but you know in essence these people existed these witches um you know existed within these tribes and were believed to have you know these these powers you know whether the transformation bit um you know is true but that certainly comes with mm. that, and it certainly you know, the, sounds the two a lot things... more sounds a lot more paranormal than it does cryptozoological, doesn't it? Yeah, I'd I was, say so. Yeah, because I was so. thinking it was more so mm. like that cryptozoological in that it was a, a creature. Yes, like, exactly. Almost yeah. more like um, like a werewolf sort of thing. That's, yeah. the, that's the sort of image that I had in my head. Yeah, with regard like someone was cursed with being a skinwalker, not that it was a an ability that someone could possess. Yeah, exactly. Through through magic and through uh, paranormal and super supernatural means. Yeah. Such. So that, that, for me, that was what was quite surprising about 
learning about what what a skinwalker was yeah because I, I thought exactly the same it was more cryptozoology in the sense that we're dealing with a creature mm. and it, it sort of had its origins deep rooted in this culture and and it was kind of a case of trying to unearth what that origin was but yeah as you say it's um it's got this uh more sort of paranormal um sort of origin that, I, that i've certainly picked up on yeah. you know sort of from this um which which also brought up, like with the Wendigo, it actually brought up a, a condition linked okay. to this. Gotcha. Um, I think the actual condition in the negative sense, I think, was penciled as delusional lycanthropy. Or lycanthropy. Oh, lycanthropy. Yes, yeah. Okay, where basically this, these yeah. people believed that they could turn into a wolves wolf. and mm. they would do so and they would hunt their prey i.e other sort of humans the same way a wolf would yeah so they'd hide in the in the bush or in the long grass they'd you know they'd sort of creep up behind them you know wow. catch them and then maul them you know in in the same way and there were you know there were not too many kind of known cases but there have been people diagnosed with yeah lycanthropy um but when they there, there was a, a serial killer in the states and i think that's where the delusional lycanthropy came from because there were some people that would just have the, the you know the mental illness and they would just believe that they could turn into a wolf and the, would maybe walk around on all fours and yeah you know, and that gotcha. kind of thing but then the delusional lycanthropy came in from the fact there was actually a serial killer in the states who would actually prey and maul his his victims because he truly believed that he at a certain point turned into, into a, wolf. a wolf yeah but basically he was just carrying out cannibalism basically for the most part and murder i guess <laughs> You know, sort of for the most part. So again, like with the Wendigo, there's actually so a... been in the 60s by any chance, was it? Uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I don't think I got a date on the, the, yeah. the articles that I found. Yeah, but yeah, the CIA would surprised. drop in LSD in the water and yeah. all that sort of bollocks. The 50s and 60s, yeah, yeah. would probably be the uh, the height of it. But um, yeah, but I thought it was I interesting. You, CIA. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like with... Um, you know the Wendigo. They had the uh, actual a, know, a medical condition. Medical condition that this has also, you know, got one as well. So are we dealing with you know a genuine medical condition and uh, you know uh, a Native American, you know, culture or, mm. or law, and somehow the two have been, you know, sort of mixed together, probably by America to create what we as you know kind of Westerners know as the Skinwalker, and, and is that where it's all? you know, That's sort of come from. So, yeah, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting as well, that this has also got a real-world link yeah. with this whole men um, mental illness, I guess. Yeah. Well, I suppose this is the thing as well, like, to go on the, the mental illness. I think I said this before about when we did the the uh, Wendigo thing, is that ancient cultures saw ideas of, of mental illness, a way mm. that you could heal spiritually or yeah. through a paranormal... Re uh, paranormal means mm. and rather than it being just take these drugs it's a chemical imbalance or, or something yeah. like that that you know that your wiring's off or something mm -hmm. you know they, yeah, they would actually yeah. use ceremonies and rituals in order to heal people of these to sort of bless it out of you or yeah, draw exactly. it out of you or you know that kind of thing so yeah it, completely so different understanding of, of mental health and oh and yeah everything. absolutely yeah but it, to, to a certain degree there's a certain amount of people that do find um, healing in spirituality yeah, so is exactly. there something to be said about that? Is there that? something in it? Yeah, were they practicing it for a reason? You know, because they would have been more in tune with the earth and mm. 
you know, seems we have all these various different opioid issues and yeah. you know that i mean america's going through an opioid issue like unreal mm. and it's all prescribed medication it is yeah it's not That's like the worst thing yeah. it's not like people growing poppy seeds and, and yeah you know they're getting prescribed up. it yeah. they're getting prescribed it and it's stronger than the stuff that they find illegally this is the this is the disgusting thing yeah. about it yeah you know so maybe there's something to be said about will arrest you if you've got weed because that's because that's you know illegal in some states. But here, yeah. here's this prescription for stuff that sends you off your bollocks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and ultimately yeah. kills you. Yeah, as, as but side, we've, we've as side effects that. such as you know suicidal tendencies yeah. and homicidal activity. But this is prescribed, so that's fine. But the other stuff that you're growing yourself now, you can't yeah. you can't smoke that. No, yeah, something to be it's said natural. About, something to be said about lobbying. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, just a uh, just a touch. Yeah. But um, yeah, I suppose before we pass over onto your bit, um, I. As I said earlier, I had uh, I found a couple of um, sort of stories, probably some of the, the better ones that I found. Um, I'll start with the, the quickest one, I guess. And it was based off a video um, that I saw. Um, it was linked on a, a website, but I think it was uh, on someone's TikTok gotcha. account. And he was on horseback going through um, what presumably is his, you know, sort of reservation. And he... The, the sort of the caption on the video said, if I ever heard it again, I said I'd film it. And that was it. And he's he's on horseback. All you see is like the back of the horse's head. Gotcha, and they're, they're, yeah. they're walking up a, a trail, um, you know, sort of pastures or, or just sort of fields either side, completely like remote. And he, you know, they're, they're sort of trotting up this path and you can see the horse starts to spook and its sort of head is sort of moving towards the left. Um and then it, it comes to a stop. The guy pans the camera around because he can obviously sort of hear something. So he's panning it around to see if he can sort of pick it up. And then quite distinctly, um, coming over what sounded like from the left-hand side, yeah, um, you just hear this, hey, hey, like that. It sounds like a young woman or a girl. Yeah. And he's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Gave me chills then. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. He, he was in the middle of nowhere. Like, and you can see like the trail for like a mile ahead of him. You can see all the land. It's, it's a it's disembodied open. voice again out in the yeah. wilderness. And the belief is that they can take on, they 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 take on the voice of someone that either you know or would recognise. Much like the Wendigo. to trick you yeah. into going out into you know the woods or the the grass wherever it may be, the bush, to then basically possess you wow. or yeah, take your skin, take your skin, basically, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was complete, and it didn't sound like it had been. I mean, I you know I, obviously I'm not an audio expert, but to yeah, me, it yeah. didn't sound like it had been dropped into the video, like superimposed as a separate, yeah, stuff. as a separate audio yeah. or whatever. It because it, it, it carried with it the sort of the you know the sort of the echo, you know, coming through this sort of valley, mm. you know, sort of type thing. Um, and instantly, as soon as you hear it, the guy doesn't even have a chance to do anything because you see the horse just go, thump. <laughs> it just turns like to yeah, the yep, right I'm off. and goes down a path in completely the opposite um, Trust direction. Trust the animal, man. Trust which, the animal. Yeah, because yeah, you see its ears sort of doing that thing where... Location. It sort of, yeah, yeah, it sort of moves on its side of its head to sort of try and locate the, uh, the noise, whatever it is it can hear. But at this point, I think it's just like a rustling or, or something. But then it stops, and then you hear the the voice. And I'm pretty cool. sure it says I'm pretty sure it says it twice. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I think he, and and then further in the article, I think he he says that it happened again, but he wasn't able to record it. Um, but uh, or did he? 
because there was another video where it was at night and he was walking down the same trail, but it was on the opposite side of the the trail this still time. Like, hey, like, and th- but yeah, but and it was the same thing. It was like hey, hey, but this time it sounded younger, like it was taken on a younger voice. Like it sounded like a, a more like I suppose like a young boy or something. Yeah, he's like hey, 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 and obviously it's pitch black aside from the light from his phone. Send, you know, send me that later on, man, because I'd like to. I'll, I'll like send to you the link. Yeah, I'll send you the uh, the link. But yeah, I watched both of those and I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> Imagine you're in that. He's like, and I mean, obviously, there's a, he's out there, so there's a chance there could be someone else. But I don't know. You don't see anything, or and it, 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 if it's the it, same it sounds spot like as a, well, it sounds like a voice, and you can you can hear what it's trying to say, but it doesn't sound like it's a human saying it. If that makes I, sense, I, no, do you know what I, I mean? Like I know exactly what you it's mean. It's a vocalization yeah. of a word, but mm. it doesn't sound like it's coming from. It's like when you hear a parrot mimic. That's yeah, sort of thing. yeah. Like it has there's yeah. something not something quite, quite the same, not right with it. Yeah. yeah, it was that it was that kind of thing, and yeah, and he, he videos it twice. But yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll send you that link when um, yeah, man, that like when cool. I get back. But um, yeah, a couple of others um, that happened in and around this uh, uh, what was it Four Corners area. Um, of the states um basically it's a story of a man who was carrying out repairs on his ranch um and he begins to hear a loud laughing coming from a nearby sheep pen fuck that yeah <laughs> that would have been held about nope <laughs> uh he went to the uh he, he went there to investigate and saw all but one of the sheep huddled in one corner however there was this one lone ram um that was standing upright and laughing in a very human manner. <laughs> Drop me out. Nope. Drop me <laughs> Bye-bye out. Bye-bye now. Um, locking eyes with the creature, he notices that it has human eyes. So it's like he's looking wow. back at a pair of human eyes. He's not looking at what you'd expect a sheep's eyes well, no, to kind of they're, they're very look distinct, at. Yeah. don't they? Um, and at this point, it drops, it drops down on all fours and just walks off. <laughs> 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 yeah get the fire I'll be, yeah kill it I'll be kill it the with rifle. fire Jesus get, Christ I'll be getting the rifle out that's for sure um, my lord yeah exactly um, now this one this one gave me the creeps and this one would just be like yeah nope <laughs> moving out the following day yeah yeah the following day <laughs> um, in the 1980s a family um, were driving through a Navajo reservation as they took a corner down the, this trail, um, slowing down to sort of take it, um, something jumped out at them from a ditch at the side of the road. They described the figure as black, hairy, um, and it was wearing um, pants and a shirt. So trousers or, okay. or jeans yep, and, a, gotcha. and a shirt. Um, a few days after the incident at their home in Flagstaff, Arizona, the family were awoken by the sounds of loud drumming and chanting. Outside their home were three dark figures, believed to be men standing in a like in a row. Um, now, for some reason, they, although they looked like men, they were sort of dark figures, almost like, almost like a, a black shadow figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they couldn't climb the fence to gain access onto the property. So after a while of chanting and, and sort of drumming, they basically just left. 
So whether they were doing that as as like, like on the approach or something like as that, intimidation, yeah, but also on the approach to the property, realizing that they could only get so far, they sort of gave up and and sort of left. Um, but that was yeah, that was a couple of days after they were on this Navajo <laughs> reservation, and it's under this three three dark figures chanting and banging drums outside their house, and then well, yeah, that's. So whether it was a warning from the actual Navajo to not drive on their reservation again. That's a possibility. Or whether it was actual, well, something else, some well, other than, entity. Well, it's a little bit less invasive than, you know, putting a tomahawk in the front door. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. A, that's a definite yeah. message. That's yeah. like, stay the fuck out. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Um, but that's just creepy, mm. I think, more than more than anything. So I thought that was quite cool. Um, now, the, ne- the next one, which uh, will be my last <laughs> um <laughs> to segue into uh our next uh section um i wanted to just um introduce briefly another encounter okay for it around 18 months after moving into their ranch a family had quite a distressing distressing experience or encounter terry sherman was walking the family dogs around the, their ranch late at night when he encountered a wolf. It was three times larger than a normal one would be, um, with glowing red eyes. And it stood there unfazed as uh, Terry put three shots into its hide. It ran away seemingly unhurt, um, but this wouldn't be the first time that they would, the Sherman family would have an encounter um, you know, with this creature, which would uh, take place on the infamous Sherman Ranch. Which, as we know. as we will find out, or as we do know, changed its name. <laughs> yeah, changed its name to Skinwalker Ranch. Skinwalker Ranch. Ranch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, th- that is a story that's clearly come up many times. Um, what was really yes. interesting about that is um, they put several shots into it. Yeah, and it it didn't do anything. I think it, in the the story that I read, it only mentions three, but then in the documentary that we watched, I think they actually mentioned five. Yeah, you put three in its side and two in its head, or well, something. They went, gave them gave them time to go into the house, into the homestead, yeah. because what it was trying to do was trying to get the calf out of the pen. Yeah, and it was trying to drag it through the through the fence, mm. and so they gave them time to go into the house, reload get the a gun. bigger gun, <laughs> come out and give it a couple more shots, and yeah. it. it didn't do anything and then he just didn't let go of the calf and run off and run off yeah like, so I think it was five shots in total but yeah from the the, the version of the story that I found anyway they, yeah. they only mentioned uh, three in its in its hide well, well it turns out so, that the, the Shermans actually owned the, the ranch for two years they did well, yeah which if they did. after you've seen something like that you're going to put it up for sale was that, well their the first encounter was 18 months after buying it so yeah. it wouldn't have been much longer after that they would have sold it and if that and really left, if, yeah a couple you know, of months maybe well yeah i mean they, like they bought it in 94 yeah and sold it in 96 to robert bigelow of uh, yeah. bigelow aerospace yeah um and i remember at the end of the last episode when um i said that uh, you know i'm pretty sure that the government own it i was a little yeah. bit confused with that because yeah. the government didn't own it but the government had a real big stake in Robert Bigelow's research. Yeah, um, I think they. I, I think, think it was it, funded. His research was maybe funded, or he was given equipment by them to it, sort of carry out well, certain investigations. We know of at least one funding of twenty-two million dollars. Yeah, that went into it, and that That's was right. that was in ninety-six. Yeah. Um. So I don't know whether or not the purchase itself was, um, uh, instigated 
by yeah. the government. Yeah. Because, you know, they do like to, the American government do like to go around the houses in order to acquire something, as we've <laughs> yeah. recently found out in the we past have. two years. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's it makes perfect sense that Robert Bigelow then put all of this research and development into it. Um, and he owned it up until 2016. So he owned it for like right, okay. 20 so quite years. recently then, yeah. Yeah, and that's um, to 2016 is when Brandon Fugel um, of Adamantium Holdings. Yeah, I love that name. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> Adamantium. Anyone that does know what Adamantium is, you yeah. know why we find that great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he he bought it for $4.5 million. Ooh. Robert Bigelow reportedly bought it for 200000 Wow. Bigelow You've definitely all, bought into the hype there, haven't Bigelow you? Bigelow did all right. He did all right, didn't he? Well, now, yeah. The thing is, right, the, um, the critics of Skinwalker Ranch say that um, the majority of the stories arose up when the Shermans had it. So the the idea is that the Shermans um, distributed all these various different stories in order to for the ranch Drive the to, price up exactly. so, so they could sell it. It's that right. idea of, of, of even like um, cars and objects. They, if they have history, they're worth yeah. more. Yeah, you know, I've, I've watched um, the uh, various different American shows like porn, a pawnbroker show. Oh yeah, 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 like this is a sword. Okay, it was owned by so and so. Ah, there you go. Now yeah. it's worth ching, ching. Yeah. You know, like, it's that sort yeah. of thing. So a story adds value. Yeah. Um, and the the Skinwalker Ranch is is named as such because it you know it involves mm. the Navajo. Yeah. And it involves um a time when, um, the American government were really taking taking charge of the lands and whatnot. Yeah. And it's exactly what you, I think it was in 1887 is the, the, the date that you gave when uh, they started getting kicked out. I think it was. 78. 78, was yeah. 1878. 1878. Yeah. Um, and uh, the, there was a curse put on the land. Um, and it was because the Ute tribe, ha, who had aligned themselves with the American yeah. government, had actually started utilising the Navajo, Navajo, <laughs> as um, as slaves. So they, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. they were, they were, basically taking them and selling them off as slaves but prior to that um, right. they'd always had a, a, a good understanding you yeah. know with this is land that you know we these are our borders this is ours that's yours and In, the, the various native tribes would always war with each other they'd always mm. carry out you know cruel acts against each other mm. um, but they seem to have it's a humankind though isn't it so it's nothing exactly, out of the ordinary yeah, yeah there's nothing new with that really yeah. but they but it was at this point in time when that's when the the, the curse went on, mm. and that's when strange things started happening. I mean, there was always well, start, strange things started getting reported at the very least, right? Because before that, there was always stories about this land about there always being strange lights in the sky and mm. um, various other strange phenomena, large creatures, wolves in particular, yep. um, which obviously the, the natives always attributed to being a skinwalker. Yeah. But um, yeah, so the, the the modern reports they they started from like the early 1900s, right? Um, but it really only came into fame in like the mid 2000s when um, right. George Knapp co-authored oh, a book yeah. um, that described the ranch uh, in being acquired by the National Institute of Discovery Science or NIDS, right? Okay, yeah, which was um, basically when Big Robert Bigelow owned it, so NIDS was involved, and that is a obviously a, a government body yeah it's another one of those acronyms <laughs> that the americans love do you love them it's not they a, do love not them, a three they? letter acronym but um, yeah. it's uh it's an acronym none, nonetheless so the, the study was um 
put in place because there was loads of reports of UFO sightings, Bigfoot-like creatures, crop circles, right, glowing red eyes, um, glowing orbs, and poltergeist activities. Right, okay. So this was the really strange thing. So it's not yeah. just the idea of it just being UFOs. This was like the first time that people really started noticing that there was these similarities between UFO activity and paranormal yeah. activity. You know, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, so this was the time when really things started kicking off on that respect. But to get into the actual um, documentary that I watched, it was quite <laughs> interesting really is yeah, is good because when i first started watching it i thought this all looks a bit too staged like yeah, i know what you mean i've, you know, I've watched that... it since and it's it does seem you know scripted it's like the you know the reality tv that we get over here yeah you know, reality in, uh, in, in quotation in quotation marks, marks yeah because it's it's reality but it's completely forced and you know, scripted and, and situations are set up and yeah. conversations are set up deliberately well, it's for not when they have the like cameras. The, the, the so. quote-unquote interview part where mm. they talk about what is happening at that point. And it's, yeah. it, is all, it all sounds a bit Dog the Bounty Hunter. It's yeah. the way, I, it's yeah, the way yeah. I put it before. Yeah, maybe And saying, it's just yeah. like, yeah, this all doesn't sound great at the moment, but... And you've already, and straight off the bat, because normally I find with these things, with documentaries, you know, you, you, find, you need a couple of episodes to kind of get into it to kind of be like right this person's that type of character and mm. i say he's going to be that type of person yeah, and, oh he's going to be the one to cause the trouble it's been and, cast. and all that yeah this yeah. this one is seems like it's been deliberately set up to have those people straight like straight off the bat yeah but like, it's one of those things that like if you stick with it if you persist with yeah. it you realize that it's so much more than just a dramatization or that it's scripted in any way shape or form I mean, what I, did, I think like, it was just the first couple of episodes. Maybe they were just trying to get into it, most find their definitely feet. Definitely the first one because and get I like used to being on camera as well. That as well. That, that I think's the the main. That is something actually. The main thing. Yeah, because I mean, what I did like, I did like um, Brandon Fugel's uh, flex right at the very beginning. We get some all <laughs> with the helicopter there, or... with, with, the, with the Lamborghini, yeah, and then the helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he didn't need to be helicoptered into no, the. No, yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. But, but I liked it. I, I like the fact flex, that it was, a, yeah. it was a huge flex on his part. But not only that, what impressed me was the little um, platform that the helicopter was yeah. on, the little remote control platform <laughs> that just kind of brought it out of the hangar and then just sat there. Yeah, and it was like that, that, that was cool. Yeah, and they pulled into the hangar. In a Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah, like he's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Exactly, it. yeah. But yeah, so to just give you guys a, I'm going to go through not everything on the documentary because I think it's, yeah. and I'm not going to give the ending away either because no. I will say the ending is absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Like it's mind boggling exactly what it is that they find. But I will go through various experiments yeah. that they that they did and the findings that they had well and we also want you know you guys to go out and you know sort of watch it yourselves oh, if absolutely. you find it something you're interested in you know instead of us regurgitating the source material you know we'll give some of the, mm. the kind of the highlights if you like and yeah. you know you guys go and check it out it's on uh it's on amazon at the moment it is curse of skinwalker ranch yep isn't it that we're referring to curse of skinwalker ranch yeah. there's a uh, season two that's just recently come out as well yeah has, so yeah. um which i haven't seen yet no i've not um but it'll be worth i'm definitely going to yeah. continue with it because yeah. like i said i was a bit dubious at first like i said <laughs> but now i'm hooked on it because it's like what they're finding is real phenomena and they're getting yeah. they're gaining evidence as well this yeah. is the strange thing about it what got me though was that they were withholding a lot of information from the main guy whose name Taylor something isn't it Travis, something? Travis, Travis Taylor Travis Taylor 
they you know they were they brought him in specifically to do a job but then they weren't necessarily willing to let him do said job and they were withholding a lot of like information yeah. there's there's a couple of really awkward conversations that i just loved watching yeah i know right <laughs> and uh he's sitting there and he's like you know well i want to do this yeah well you know you can't why can't i this is what we're here here to do you just can't like things have happened like you just can't do there's it. a real big okay. superstition around the ranch and that that is really what drives the reason yeah, why they can't do certain things for me and... it kind of felt like they didn't like the fact that this guy had been brought in and for me it was it felt like a bit of a dick swinging contest. It did, yeah. Like, especially with Dragon. <laughs> I was gonna get to him. I was gonna get to him. I was gonna say like what yeah. the other team was and yeah. everything. Especially just... like with with him, it, it yeah, it just felt like he was trying to kind of lay down the law and be like, no, I I run the show. Yeah. If I don't want it happening, it's not happening. Yeah. Unless you know, unless well, Mr. Fugel signs off on well, it. This so he's the... like, so you pipe down, son. Like it yeah. felt a bit. It did like, feel a bit like a, that. Uh, yeah, flex of muscles. Yeah, to weird flex going. Find on. the. Um, find the hierarchy in the uh in the Definitely. group but it made for great watching oh absolutely it's awkward as anything <laughs> it was really awkward <laughs> really really awkward and that's that's exactly it so we've got eric bard who's like the principal investigator on, on yes on the team he's the one that really kind of he he's he he's sort of like the glue really yeah. that, that brings all these various different elements together and he's the yeah. one that just he like, sort of he, guides it and well we built his own yeah. control room and everything which yeah. looked plush it did look nice it really yeah. plush he had some proper real like um, tools in there for this investigation so they've got like, like infrared cameras on there infrasound sensors um, avionics receiver so they're able mm. to see flight paths in real time yeah what's happening above in the sky so they can identify not. what's a plane like what's commercial aircraft yeah, what's exactly. private what's aircraft what's supposed to be there what's not supposed to be yeah, there yeah exactly they've got electromagnetic sensors Geiger counters microwave detectors and they've also they've got animals on the ranch of course with yeah. uh, animal ESP yeah, extrasensory exactly, yeah. perception. So there's always been this this age old theory that animals can detect things that we can't anymore because yeah. we can only experience such a, so a much, narrow yeah. spectrum mm. of of what the universe has to offer. But um, he's basically living a nerd's dream, isn't he? He's been given definitely. the like the he's been given like the dream job, just go ghost hunting and shit all day every day. And he's been In given the middle a, of Utah, middle of Utah yeah. on a, on an infamous you know sort of plot of land mm. with seemingly a, a blank check pretty much <laughs> pretty much <laughs> because yeah. the control i can't remember what he called it but yeah but basically the control room that yeah. he, he shows the the new guy and you the look hub. at him you think whoa yeah he's, <laughs> do, he's doing all right isn't he? yeah yeah so um as as you said they brought in a gentleman called travis taylor who's an astrophysicist out of alabama mm. um and he seems to know his shit yeah, he's got government clearance as well, so yeah. he's been involved with a lot of various different investigations and and um, work involving the government. Yeah. Um, then you've also got the the people that are usually there on site as well. So you've got uh, Thomas Winterton, who's the ranch superintendent, Jim Morse, Jim Morse. Jim Marsh. Uh, Jim Marsh, boy. I was about to say Jim Morris. He's <laughs> <laughs> Jim Marsh, boy. His name Jim Marsh. Uh, he's the ranch um, manager. We've got. Uh, Jim Segala, who's a scientist that they also yep. bring in. But then we've also got Bron Arnold, <laughs> Bryant Arnold, who's head of security and also known as Dragon. Has to be addressed as Dragon. Dragon. What a guy. <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> what it what the meeting was between Arnold and Fugel? The, yeah. You have to call me Dragon. You have to call me Dragon, though. Yeah. yeah. You have to call me Nighthawk. They're <laughs> 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 stepbrothers, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that was like, that just made, it did make me laugh. Yeah, yeah um, I thought it was 
I thought it was brilliant, yeah. And codename Dragon. Codename Dragon. Walks around yeah. with either an AR-15 or a shotgun everywhere. Yeah. Which you, what about the, I can't remember the guy's name, but he, he brought his associate with him. He was like uh, Caleb. That yeah. was it. Built like a brick shit house, huge, <laughs> with about a, what looked like a, about a six foot shotgun. <laughs> this thing was an absolute. It was like an anti aircraft gun. This bloody thing, and he's it, just standing there like proper flexing, holding this like gun that could just put down a plane in, in like I reckon, one shot. I reckon shot. that gun could take out the paranormal. <laughs> it could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could. Yeah, is is what? Yeah, getting into the actual. Um, the documentary itself it it kicks right off as well oh it throws you straight into it yeah, yeah. it's not a slow burner at all you'll, no. you'll drop straight into it once the, the uh, pleasantries and the introductions are out of the way yeah it's then wallop straight like, into yeah. it and it, yeah. the, the and there's a superstition with regards to the ranch in that the ranch actually it reacts to to new people to new yeah. elements as well that, that things happen when mm things are introduced to yeah. that space mm. um so th- one of the first things that they do is after they've been briefed on the various different activity that has been experienced on the ranch so um there's various different lights in the sky um that have been caught on uh, infrared cameras and such there's also a really really interesting part with the the, the skinwalker ridge so the, yes the, the, yeah, the slight yeah. mountain mountainous region yeah to the bowl that is yeah uh you know skinwalker ranch it's glowing Mm. it glows in infrared light which is it's it's just it's meant to be a mound of dirt and rock it's not supposed to glow or reflect or whatever yeah and then there's also um light being emitted from behind Mm. the the rock um and light beams heading from the ground up into the sky like straight beams yeah Yeah. he travis he, he kind of Ask the question: Well, is there like a used car lot behind there? That's you know with the searchlights and everything. Yeah, like we get on the South yeah. Seafront with the uh, with uh, the nightclubs and the yeah, the, exactly. sea, the um the the theme park thing. Yeah, the, the sea got. life advent, it, adventure yeah, yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, is it entertainment? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But they're like, nope, there's nothing behind it for yeah. miles. So where this glow and well, this, he flies over it as well, doesn't he? That it's, as well. it's just nothing dead land there's nothing there yeah yeah so well seeming there's like it's, it's like a well it's what you'd expect from the middle of america that desert yeah you know, yeah very just, that's what i mean by dead land just like mud and sand and yeah yeah tumbleweeds and hardly yeah. anything at all so yeah that was kind of like the the, the place where travis wanted to go first off like because mm. he'd heard about all these different reports that involved the ridge or the mesa as they they call it yeah um so they head up there and using a trifield meter now a trifield meter is um it measures the electromagnetic electromagnetic field yep. static electric field and radio microwave field so they're able right. to see little peaks and troughs in the various mm. different wavelengths that are being emitted in a certain area and it's also directional as well so right, they can okay. find out exactly where it's coming from nice um and at this point it shows incredibly high levels of energy being emitted from the ridge itself Huge amounts. So the the waves are popping all over the place and everything. Yeah. Along with that, they start having various different electrical issues. So at different points in the ranch, but mostly around the ridge and where um, a location that is known as Homestead Two, which is it's not inhabited anymore, but it's Mm. it's um, it's a homestead that was built in, I believe they said it was like nineteen ten. Right. Um, and it's just remained 
derelict. Is that the the derelict part with all the little outbuildings and That's the little it. huts and yeah, it's been yeah, abandoned okay. since the since the thirties. Yeah, saying. yeah. So nearly a, nearly a hundred years. Yeah, some shit been, goes down there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah <laughs> some shit does go down there. So th- what was really what I did find quite interesting and, w- and what made me go, oh, this is the real deal, was that they attempted to replicate conditions of these various different electrical malfunctions mm. so um what eric bard did was he, he he took a still from um a video that he was doing and it showed disruption in the digital data right so in order to replicate that what he did was he actually get uh he got a what does he call it um a neo dominium magnet right so this is an incredibly strong magnet that is constantly emitting electromagnetic electromagnetic waves mm. And they were able to replicate the same disruption on uh, a mobile phone that they were experiencing out in the field. Right. So okay. right from the get-go, they're like, yeah, we know this is some sort of electromagnetic interference, interference yeah. that is happening with the mobile phones at the very least. Right. And that's something that progresses right the way through with the entire summer that they're investigating. That yeah. There are various different points. The mobile phones start wigging out. Mm. Like they're just, it's like, it's like something's in it tapping away. Yeah. Like it's trying to access um, contacts and then it's going on the dial screen. It's, it's just tapping the dials and everything. Yeah. It's just something really, really weird really is bizarre. happening there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so the team then decide that they want to do like a, a radiation sweep. So if there's all this, what they call dangerous levels of microwave being detected, yeah, then what they need to do is they need to do a radiation sweep to make sure that there is no radioactive material because the ranch itself is so incredibly close. It's only a couple of hundred miles away from the Nevada test sites where they were setting off above ground nuclear bombs. Yeah. And you know, with the nuclear fallout was basically because they had, they didn't realize what they were doing. Mm. You know, forgive them for, they know not what they do. Yeah. You know, all this nuclear fallout, all the dust and everything was being kicked up into the air but the current was taking it and it was landing pretty much on mm. Skinwalker Ranch or the um, the Uinitar. Mm. U- Uinitar. Uinitar. Yeah. That's it, the Uinitar Basin, yeah. um, which is where the, the ranch is located. Um, and what they found was when they was, they found uh, a sinkhole and they went into it to try and find some sort of, Basically, they're just investigating it. So they've got these trifield meters and it's, and it's spiking. It's mm. going up and down. It's all over the place. And then Travis starts feeling nauseous, starts experiencing vertigo. Yeah. He's like, this is a bit odd. And then he goes, hang on a second. My phone has just completely died. The battery's just depleted. And one of the other guys that's there said, yeah, mine has as well. Which is something that coincides really, really heavily with um, paranormal activity. We see it on all the various different yeah. ghost shows that we watch yeah. that, you know, they, they... Drains the energy from the closest Whatever it is. Source. Yeah. yeah, like some people, like their camera batteries, which are just fresh out of the charger, yeah. suddenly depleted within no time at all. Yeah. Um, and what, what was quite odd about this particular sinkhole, which was located on the ridge, was it had an airflow coming out of the sinkhole. Right, okay. So... That's like or anyone sort of yeah. like tweaking. Oh, Where's okay, it leading? We've got yeah. to dig then, haven't we? We've got to get in there and we've got to dig. And that's when... No, no, no. <laughs> Dragon puts his foot down. Nope. He's like, no. <laughs> yeah. No digging. No, it's not happening. No digging. That's yeah. not happening at all. And we've, to be honest, we've, with the amount of superstition that there is on that ground, 
you can understand why because um, Tom Winterton, mm. he actually suffered quite a horrific injury yeah. because he started digging. Yeah, He was told not to. They were warned against it, weren't they? But he, at the time, he, he didn't believe in any of it and thought it was no. just just that, just superstition. Just fine. But someone said if you disturb the land, you will pay for it. Yeah. Sort of thing. Yeah, and that could tie in with the curse that was supposedly put on it. Absolutely. By the, you know, by the Navajo, it could all be part of that. But yeah, it was quite a horrific... Um, like his brain swelled, didn't it? Or his, it was, his, it was, his head swelled. It was certainly the, um, the skin mm. and the, the epidermis, at the very least, mm. on the back of his head mm. that... Um, it, 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 it's up between it's his skull and up. his skin. It's sort of inf- almost like just inflated. Yeah, didn't and it? basically what happened was the, the 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 inner layers of his skin had separated from the skull. Yeah. So basically, it was all a bit wibbly wobbly up there. Yeah. Um, his scalp had detached itself but, from his skull, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And it was it was life threatening. Mm. It was life threatening. That's when, from what I found out as well, that's when uh, Jim Segala, the scientist, mm. also gets involved at right. that point. And Makes he sense. said, now this is the interesting thing about this. He said that the injury that um, Thomas experienced paralleled really heavily with um, an energy beam being fired on human flesh. And as we know, there's been plenty of those leaving the ranch. Yeah. Those beams. So they've, been, they've seen these um, beams on infrared light. They they later on I'll go into that later but they do set up a, a nighttime stakeout and they yeah. see it all they see all this yeah. on the infrared they basically um, they sit and they watch the ridge don't they actually I'll go through it now actually come to think of it you know yeah. so it actually works out later on that day so after you know they've gone into that sinkhole they've seen everything else about that they've experienced um, all the vertigo and nauseousness and, and such they decide yeah. yeah okay we're gonna stake it out overnight we're gonna use one of our little hideouts yeah and we're gonna watch the ridge. We're going to observe it. And shit starts happening. Shit starts happening. They start seeing um, beams of light, beams of infrared light coming mm. out of out of the ground. At one point, the ridge itself starts glowing at the top. Yeah. Um, they also... Right. What, was, what I found really interesting was that they fired um, a high-powered laser at it so that they could basically... They knew which part of the ridge that the, the camera was pointed at. Mm-hmm. And it was reflecting the laser into mm. the camera. Yeah, it was shooting the, the shooting the signal back, wasn't the it? Rock yeah. was like, the Reflecting. rock was reflecting the mm. the laser. Which I, I guess mean, you could expect some sort of reflection if it was maybe like limestone or or something that would be that would have a, a you know reflective surface like or, or crystalline, yeah, or something. like yeah. crystallized sort of surface to it, but. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, solid, I'm, I mean, I'm no, rock. I'm no physicist or anything like that. So no, I'm not a geologist either. I don't, that yeah, as I, well. I don't so I don't know what the the the, the mechanical yeah. Um, yeah. The mechanics of of that is. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's interesting. It, it one. was still quite interesting. No, I definitely yeah. But then after that, as soon as they located exactly where that was, where it was, well, I mean, Travis seemed to be quite taken with that. I thought that was very odd. And he's mm. an astrophysicist, so. Yeah. He should have a good understanding of how light works. Yeah. Um, but at one point, the the battery on on the laser just depletes. Yeah. Done. Conks it's out. Not going to yeah. work anymore. Yeah. That's it. Sorted. Um, then, <laughs> which is really really odd, um, close to dawn, Thomas again starts feeling the pain in the back of his head. Yeah. And th- this the was alarming pain, because yeah. of the the previous injury that he had. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, yeah, and uh, that's when Jim, the the scientist, he, he said, yeah, this this is when this coincides with a laser or an energy beam that is aimed at human tissue. So was he attacked again? They were trying to get him again. Yeah. yeah. And what was odd was that in the documentary, they actually do a side-by-side -side of the previous injury, mm. a CAT scan of the previous injury and a CAT scan of the, the current in injury, and it's the same thing. It's almost the same, yeah. Now, which you, you, could, you could probably argue maybe there was a, a, a strange genetic predisposition to a condition that's like yeah, that. Yeah, true. That is experienced it in the same place. Yeah. And are they causation doesn't necessarily or not a correlation doesn't necessarily indicate causation, does it? Yeah. So just because it happened on the ranch again doesn't necessarily it's mean the ranch that's doing it. Yeah. yeah. It could just be yeah. Coincidence. It could be coincidence. <laughs> Coinky dink. <laughs> yeah. Most certainly. Absolutely. Um but yeah, more coincidences. Because yeah, <laughs> we love those. Yeah, because yeah, they yeah. keep popping up at that's this it. place. Yeah. Um they decide that they're going to get um, some outside help in. They commission um, a drone thermography expert. Yeah, okay, yeah. So this is where basically what they do is they send a drone up into the sky. Um, it's got infrared um, and thermo imaging on it. Um, it's an incredible piece of kit, 35 grand for one of these drones. Wow. With all the kit that's on it. Just absolutely brilliant. It's, def it's something out of Call of Duty, mm. basically. Um, and so the geezer looked like he was out of Call of Duty as well. He was built like that. Yeah, I, think, I didn't want to mess with him. No, I didn't exactly. want to break his drone. No. But um, what the the whole purpose of it was that they could try and find some anomalies underneath the surface mm. that would give off a different heat signature. Makes so sense. obviously yeah. various rocks give off different heat signatures yeah. and such, so they would be able to see some sort of um, abnormalities underneath the surface. Um, they get like a quick demonstration of it in the general pastures of the ranch so this is near mm. like the hq so they said like, right okay we've had most of our activity over by homestead too let's head over there and let's get it going well they do and um they can't connect they can't connect to the drone the drone won't connect to the handheld controls just straight up won't do it and <laughs> the guy looks really perplexed he's like this has never happened this doesn't happen at all I can I can fly this like miles up, and the the connection will still be bang on. Mm. And he's standing right next to it, and he's like, I can't get a connection. There's some sort of interference with the signal. Mm. And at this point, that's when they get out their tri-field meters, and the meters are going all over the scale. They 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 they're popping off, they're peaking, and, mm. and they're going. Yeah, these are technically dangerous levels of radiation that yeah. we're picking up here. Um, so, and also this is another point where the phone batteries drained out as well. So at this point, again, at this point in the day, the batteries are draining out. That's mad, isn't it? And it's yeah. all happening around this. All fully charged, too. ready to go for a day's work, oh, and madness. they're just yeah, just just done. Yep, no, yep. we're not connecting to. Yeah, we're not going to work now. Yep, it's not going to. Just happen. when you want us to. Yeah, it's not happening. It's, it's yeah. crazy, absolutely yeah. crazy. But this is something that I thought was a really good idea, and this again, this was what kind of um, cemented it in my mind that this wasn't just a load of acting, hocus pocus, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, that these were genuine investigators. Mm. You know, that these are real people that are actually really trying to find out. They're not just creating a TV show. Yeah. Um. So using the tri-field tri-field meters, the team were actually able to detect the direction of where these these um, waves of energy are coming from. Mm. So it seems a bit rudimental, but basically what they did was they got a great big coffee can 
emptied it out and put the the meter inside of it. And right. what that does, the coffee can, what that does, it allows, um, it blocks out all the ambient noise that you would just have naturally anyway, because yeah. everything's got a vibration, everything's emitting something. Mm. Um, and they were able to detect exactly where it's coming from. Right. Now, they used three different points on the ranch, three random points on the ranch, to triangulate where this was coming from. And they all thought, oh, I was coming out of the ground, you know, because that seems to be where every, anything that happens is coming out of the ground. Right. Because of the sinkhole, they were yep. experiencing it coming out yep. of there. But what they actually find was the source is actually triangulated almost a mile, or a little over a mile, above them. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You're like... <laughs> Say what now? Yeah. So the radiation was coming from above them, about a mile Like a up. blanket of radiation above the ranch. Well, they were able to triangulate it. Triangulate So it's coming it, right. from a it, source right. that was sitting about a mile above Homestead 2. Little off from home. Not directly above it. But a little off. But a little off yeah. of it. So they were like, almost like something's hovering up there, emitting these waves of electromagnetic force and energy. So they're like, right, okay, this is a bit odd. Um, so now they've got to try and get a mile up to try and get some readings. And it, it seems a bit rudimental, but it works. Um, they get a weather balloon. One of these... Oh, good old weather balloon. We do love a weather <laughs> balloon. I'm surprised they didn't commission an owl. The, the bane of uh, UFO <laughs> yeah. existence is frigging weather balloon. Yeah, tell me about it. But it's... It, it, what they do is re it's really quite. It seems rudimental because they're just taping meters to to sticks and then putting them on a balloon and up it goes. But they're getting readings, and what they do is they put um, a trifield trifield meter. What am I even trying? I don't to know. Say? You can't say that today, can you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're putting up the uh, the meters, <laughs> trifield meters, <laughs> and a camera as well to see because obviously it doesn't um, it doesn't record the meters don't record they just read that's it um and they attempt to re to reach about a mile up now unfortunately what happens is as they're trying to bring it back down the rope snaps and oh it floats the off balloon, it? Yeah. off it goes like that and yeah. but luckily enough they follow it though don't they well luckily enough it's at an altitude where it's not gaining anymore it's just right. it's just falling so eventually they go back and they they recover the balloon and they think right okay well we're gonna just go for it so they Strap it up with all the, the same equipment again. Yeah. Um, but instead of putting a camera on it, they put a GPS tracker on it, yeah. which will track exactly what altitude it's hitting, um, its direction and everything. And they do that hoping that it goes through the, the point at which they triangulated at. So they, they based or they they took note of where the wind was going, etc. And they were just like, oh, hope. When we let it go, we hope it goes through that point. And... Luckily enough, it actually does. They got it right, and they are able to track it on the um, on the uh, receiver that they got in the hub. Yeah, as well. So this is the really, really interesting bit. They're able to track its movements, and once it reaches about ten thousand feet above sea level, mm. just stops transponding. Just stops, and the guy that's there that they got in to do the GPS tracking and whatnot. He's like, well, that's never happened. These things go like 100,000 feet in the air. Like, mm. these these are weather balloons. These go up to yeah. near orbit. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
that's never it happened. Shouldn't be before. cutting out. Yeah. Now, ten thousand feet above sea level puts them about five thousand feet below that, which is right. a mile. So <laughs> at about a mile up, where they triangulated this source of electromagnetic yeah. field coming from, it conks. It out. stops. Just stops transponding they don't know where this balloon goes after that it's just stops which is really weird that is weird now that make of that what you will guys yeah. i mean There's specific something, but something yeah. stops it a now yeah. they, they let it off and they get they go straight into the hub so they're not watching it yeah. or anything like that so there's they can't Really, they should have left someone out there to, to at least Watch track it, it with yeah. the eye. See if something if it, hit it or... Or if it yeah, disappears yeah. or something like that. But Or get shot down or, you know. Yeah, but, but even if it got shot down, then it, you would it would match the altitude because it was... I suppose, yeah, when it drops. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, it's, it, it's yeah, transponding yeah. every minute. Yeah. And then they're, they're sitting there going, yeah, it hasn't, it hasn't given us a new signal for a couple of minutes now. All right, and so when was the last one? About 10,000 feet above sea level. About a mile ago. Yeah, about a mile ago <laughs> is when... <laughs> You know, they they were about five thousand feet above sea level themselves. Right. So when you add another five thousand to that, it puts it at about a mile up. Absolutely incredible finding right there, right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. Like there's something that's happening around that sort of point. So the good thing is about this is they then try to replicate it by using slightly different means. So they're trying to get the same sort of readings. So right, what he does is Travis brings in. Um, an undergraduate who's a rocket specialist and she comes and she's built these rockets that will send it at least a mile up um so what they do is they strap a load of sensors to the rockets um ones that can actually record what is going on as well mm. um and they send them up um and this is when the uh, the cattle start reacting now you'd think that they, so before they've even set off the first rocket suddenly the, the cattle have come right up close to the helipad where they're going to be right. launching these rockets. Um, and they, they take note of it, they're like, oh, they're acting strange, mm. you know, because they don't usually do that. They'll just be off. Yeah. But they all congregated together, herded right. up, like, you know, something's like about. they're spooked by something. Like they're or, spooked, yeah. but they're all standing there, they're all watching what's going on. Yeah. So they've sent a couple of couple of rockets up and there's a few failed attempts, um, as there would be with anything like this. And... Um, then all of a sudden the, the the cows get spooked and they start running off. They start running off away from the helipad. But not only that, but they also start nutting each other. Like as I headbutting each other. Um Yeah, because that means something else in America, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm glad you corrected that. <laughs> it wasn't that kind of show. It wasn't that kind of show. <laughs> yeah. Over here, for the longest time, only up until recently, nothing meant headbutting someone. Headbutting, yeah. No, it means something very different. It means something very different. The cows weren't, weren't doing that. They weren't doing that. I mean, that would that would also be weird, but that would be really yeah. weird. Yeah. Hang on, what's going on over there? Hang about. Yeah. The cows are acting weird. It's out of season for all that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, there's no bullock in there. <laughs> yeah, so they were headbutting, headbutting each other. Yes. Headbutting each other. They weren't doing the other thing. No. No, this is a kid's show. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was strange. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> really strange. Really odd. Yeah. But stranger still, um, the whole team started seeing UFOs in the sky. Actually seeing lights in the sky um, several times over. And they even captured it on CCTV. Now, luckily enough, whilst they were doing this, um, Eric, the, the principal investigator, who was like, oh, straight away run into the HQ cause to see whether or not there was any um, uh, transponder data for flights. flights. Yeah. Now, there was a couple of flights over, but they could see them. Those yeah. flights were there. You could see the trails and everything else. You could say, that is a plane. But it was like it was, it was coming into vision, getting bright, and they said that it was moving. So you could see the glint as well, so that you could see yeah. that it was moving. But then it was like it was just fading away. Like it was just completely... Mm, yeah, weird, yeah. Yeah, it's just like it just really it was weird. just coming in and out of reality mm. almost. Um, and yeah, like I said, they were able to capture it on CCTV. It doesn't do it any justice, and it probably doesn't even do it any justice seeing it through their filming. Mm. Like actually being there and seeing something in the sky. And their yeah. reactions seemed very genuine as well. Very, right. very genuine. Yeah. Um, so a couple of days go by, probably more like a couple of weeks, and um, Travis was woken up in the middle of the night by the ranch's dog. Um, and he was able to detect an unusually regular microwave signature that ranged from 250 megahertz up to 2 gigahertz. Wow. Now, that is um, a level that would... And it was a consistent level of signal as well. And that would be like, the way in which he put it was if all the radio stations in the whole of the United States all started playing the same song at exactly the same time. That's how consistent this um, signal would be. Like even even the earth has pulses mm. and which you can um, measure on these various different devices. But this was like a regular signal all the way up and down the wavelength. And it was, I don't know what to make of that, but it's certainly something that's very, very strange. But also, on the CCTV footage of the hut that he's staying in, off in the distance in the sky, something goes, like that. At the time that he comes out and starts investigating around because the dog's going schizo. Wow. So there's more lights yeah. in the sky. This is, I'm so glad that they're starting to get this sort of stuff out there now. That is, yeah. and it's it's not dramatization. No, it's, it's not, not been doctored or like anything. That. Or yeah, no. So the next stage, because of the investigation, comes about because Dragon, bless him, <laughs> <laughs> he's scared about digging because he's yeah. he, he's he's head of security. So his main concern is keeping everyone safe. So yeah. he's like he's very much under the influence that when you start digging, bad things happen. Um, As has already been experienced it's already been yeah, yeah. it's already happened yeah. several times yeah potentially yeah definitely. um so they think of less invasive ways of digging mm. so the best way to do it at the moment is ground penetrating radar yeah um so they get a team in um to come and do things uh, among the various different electrical difficulties that they have so where batteries are drained and everything and they seem perplexed like no these were fully charged last night and i'm um, you know it's on amber. That's not right. So, again, batteries are being depleted mm. when they go onto the onto the uh, ranch. Um, what they do find now is really quite interesting. 
Okay. So the way in which they conduct this experiment, the, yeah. these findings, is that they basically they drag the radar equipment on the back of the um, golf buggy, really. Oh, right, okay. Um, but they're going at a nice slow speed on the branch road, which mm. takes them past. And it's sending a pulse into the ground as they drag it, aren't they? Pulsing so they're, they're, back up and yeah. down, up and down. It's yeah. basically, it's like, it's the, exactly the same yeah. way that sonar works. Yeah. It's sending the signal down, it's bouncing back up, and they're being able to read it. But they read it in a very, it's, it's a linear sort of thing. Mm. So they're able to get whatever is sitting underneath the ground and yep. below it mm. as well. Now, as they're going past um, Homestead 2, believe mm. it or not, they discover anomalies between 8 to 25 feet, 8 feet and 25 feet below the surface. But these okay. anomalies stretch for 1,000 feet. How do you know? Now, this is... What's furthermore, these are what seem to be smooth dome-like structures that can be detected that, like I say, run for about a 1,000 feet. Also, based on the imagery of the data, it looks like a football. So okay. an American football. Right, okay. You know. So, um, or Arnold's head. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. um, now, obviously, this is like a... The, the imagery that they've put up is is is, is a cross-section. So... They don't have enough data to be able to do a full 3D rendering of what it is that's underneath the surface. Right. Um, if they had more time, yeah, they'd be able to back and forth, back and forth, create a grid, mm. and then they'd be able to find exactly what sort of shape it Get is. Get a 3D model from that, perhaps, from above, yeah. and see exactly what's going on there. Yeah. Now the guy that's running the 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 equipment, he says, you know, this would be consistent with, say, a tunnel, um, underneath a there. Cave system. Oh, a cave system. <laughs> cave system. <laughs> Underground cave system where there's paranormal activity. Who would have thought Never. it? <laughs> yeah. Maybe a large deposit of quartz. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, know, you yeah. never know. Um, yeah. So he was he was saying that you yeah, know this is this sort of reading would mm. be consistent with something like that. Um, but then when they get the other piece of equipment over, they go, "Well, oh, actually, no. This seems a lot more solid." Than All right than a tunnel system mm. or a cave at the very least or a cavern um and what's really really interesting is that not long after this when they're you know poking about round homestead too travis is hit with a harmful radiation that actually leaves radiation burns on him so he actually has radiation burns on his hand and on his face um and they he gets them checked out by the doctor and the doctor's like yeah those are radiation burns you oh, know shit. you need to be careful yeah yeah so they, what's really strange about this is they later on they go back to the spot in which he experienced it and they go back with um, a radiation sweep with Geiger counters and everything there's nothing there's nothing but background noise there's no spikes mad. nothing that's mad because he's quite hot on it Travis isn't he even right from the get go in, in the first mm. episode they go and investigate a uh, cattle mutilation yeah and he gets out his Geiger counter there, and the thing is spiking, yeah, like and, and then dropping and then spiking again. Yeah, it's and the trifield meter that he's is that it that using. is it yeah. right? Yeah, he's, when he's using that, and it's going all over the shop. Yeah, yeah. and because that, that was one of the first things he wanted to well, um, that, check for, wasn't well, it? That right there is, um, that's kind of like a preview as to what happens later on. Right. Okay. Um, so that actual event happens much much later on in in the investigation. Oh, okay. More so towards right. the end of the summer. Right. Gotcha. Um, okay. But what they do before that happens is they actually introduce a pair of alpacas onto the ranch. Right, okay. So the idea is they're being uh, an exotic animal that 
has never been on the ranch mm. before. Let's introduce it. Let's see what this how it reacts how yeah. it reacts to how the ranch reacts mm. to to the new animals or how the animals react to the ranch. Um, as you know, and, the, and this was it. it was put, the purpose was to provoke a reaction, and right. seemingly they got it, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But before that, after they got all this radiation and these ground penetrating radar things happening around Homestead Two, they decided right, okay, now is time for a bit more invasive digging. So they start doing core samples. So they start drilling core samples into the ground, um, and when they start hitting around about eighteen feet, Melts, they can't go. It? They no. can't go any further. Right. They can't go any further. The the drilling um, truck, mm. it's it starts smoking. So the drill mm. bit starts smoking. It's not going any further than than that. They bring out the core sample. They start testing it for radiation. There's nothing, nothing at all. But then, um, this obviously provokes a reaction because one of the alpacas gets slashed up, and I mean like proper like not diced up <laughs> yeah like he spent a night in in london sort of <laughs> sliced up you know it, it gets it gets proper jacked by something now the the main cctv camera that is on the alpaca pen goes down but part of the attack is actually captured on another camera that didn't go down and it's amongst all the, the noise and everything it, the noise is fucking horrific it's like hearing pigs that, that sort of whatever, like yeah. screaming sort of yeah. thing. There is something that's attacking them. There is something that is actually attacking this al alpaca, and it's below the um, it's below the grass. So it's in the grass, but you can see at certain points something leaping mm. up and grabbing hold of it. Which, based on what we know and what we've discussed already, is the the trait of a skinwalker. Yeah, and they're on Navajo land. So, well, they were, they're on Ute land. Oh, uh, Ute land, sorry. Ute land, but, but a reservation, sorry. The, yeah, 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 sorry. But yeah, the um, the surrounding reservations are all Ute as mm. well because the Navajo have yeah. been well and truly kicked out of that area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, it's quite horrific, really, listening to what is happening. And the, mm. the animals are being attacked by something. Right. And I know that, that people, most, most people go, that can't be real, can't be real. But I don't see this documentary harming animals for the sake of a documentary oh yeah I, you you know, know, I wouldn't I don't think any of them have got it in them to, to kind of be like that they'd much rather you know they're men of science as much as what you might think about them and, and mm. what they're investigating might be kooky or whatever there are men of science they've got that integrity and you know they don't all seem to be fans of the superstitions and the paranormal no. and whatever and a lot of them going into it supposedly didn't believe in it mm. so they're going into it using the tools and the equipment and the knowledge that they've got to almost try and debunk a lot of the things that are going on but some of it is so compelling that they can't debunk it mm. and they've got all the best you know equipment and software and gadgets and whatever so like if, if it's happening they're going to find it yeah and so I mean, I know I didn't, you know, much like the audio that I I mentioned in the, the video I, I watched, it, it doesn't sound like it's been doctored in. Like it's a sound effect that they've yeah. dropped in no, to no, create it in post-production or whatever. It seems very much... What I would be interested in finding out is um, whether they documented the injuries because the injuries are, are severe. Yeah. Like there is a lot of blood um, and they, they seem to be very deep. Whether or not they documented them and sent them off for analysis... That so would if be they could link it to an animal, yeah. Yeah, or if it was like, 
they could tell like uh, look if it was a coyote or a mountain a pathologist lion or... would be able to go it's a blade or yeah. it's a claw of some sort or, or, or that's a tooth mark or something yeah. you know that that would have been I don't know if they've done that it doesn't indicate that in, in the documentary but yeah. maybe something comes back in season two yeah potentially possibly. Yeah. I'd like for that to happen yeah, because at least be they could narrow down exactly what it was that was attacking that alpaca yeah definitely um, then not long after that they, like you say, they dis- discover a dead cow right by... Right, yeah, yeah. Right by the helifield. Yeah. Uh, which is right near the, uh, the the central control. Yeah. Um, Now, this this cow was seemingly a very healthy two-year-old cow. So it wasn't old. Mm. It wasn't sick or anything like that. Yeah. Um, And like like what you said, the team measured huge EMF readings. Yeah, loads. Off of yeah. this cow. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no evidence as to how it's died there's no injuries there's no cuts it was seemingly nothing. a healthy fit and well just dropped down two-year-old cow yeah it just drops yeah just dropped dead no explanation no injuries certainly no external injuries yeah. and the, the, the tri-field meters were popping off the scale and that was co- coinciding with those mobile phone malfunctions yeah as well so it was it was they had the mobile phone sitting there like that and the, the, the yeah. tri-field meter next to it. And as the phone was wigging out, the meter's going up and down. It's, yeah. it's going all over the place. So something was happening at that point. Which is what yeah, what what killed it. Yeah, yeah. so they call out a vet mm. and he does um, an autopsy. Or they call it a necrotopsy or something like yeah. that, I think it is. But um, it's basically it's an autopsy in the field. Yeah. Um, and uh, that gives you an idea as to how a cow could potentially be mutilated and it took this geezer a while to get into to this cut cow. through it yeah. yeah yeah it took a it while it wasn't easy yeah no, no not at all so for these cows to be mutilated and to have you know organs and that missing and whatever yeah. else it's not just going to be done by a couple of sickos jumping a field and you know deciding to do it for shits and giggles it's it's going to take heavy it's going to take hardware to do it it's going to take and a it's while. going to be loud <laughs> well, yeah it takes a bit to kill a cow i would yeah. have thought you know it's like something and also there would be to, to kill a cow as well, surely there must be like evidence of a bolt in the head or a yeah. gunshot or so, something, something like that, a wound yeah. or something yeah. like that. But in all of these Nothing. various different yeah. cattle mutilations, not just on Skinwalker, but across the world, mm. there's no such, there's no. no gunshot wounds or anything like they're that. They're like bolt, you know, if you, you know, like when you're, when they're slaughtering, yeah, bush, you put done. the bolt in their head. Yeah, there's nothing like that. Nothing, yeah. nothing like that at yeah. all. Um, so this vet does the autopsy and finds that the cow died because of an acute pneumonia brought on by stress. Yeah, I remember that now. The stress bit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I forgot about the pneumonia, but yeah, which I can understand because, oddly enough, um, my neighbour, um, she's now known. Less, she'll she'll find this funny if she does listen. I don't think she does. <laughs> right. She's known as the cat killer. Um, right okay she's, she's not really a cat killer um but bless her the neighbor on the other side of her had a very old cat um and it got into the garden mm. into her garden and um they've got a dog and the dog's fine it's not dangerous it doesn't didn't attack it just kept barking at this cat and this cat was so old that it couldn't get out and eventually it just killed over because of stress so um, it was panicked because of the dog barking at it. Yeah. It was too old to jump to back jump over out. the fence. It was so it died through panic. Died through panic. <laughs> like stress. Yeah. So <laughs> Poor it, thing. it does happen. Mm. Um, and yeah, they, they, they basically go in and out of exactly what happened to this cow and how it would have died because of this pneumonia. Yeah. Um, 
But what was really, really weird as well was that the rest of the herd were on the far side of the ranch, the most western point that they could get. And they've never been over there. Not in the whole time that this herd had been introduced to the ranch. Never been over there. But it was literally the furthest point that they could get away from this one dead cow. Bloody hell. It was just... So like, they must have picked up on something as well, They picked they up on something. They, they shot off. Now, um, <laughs> the there haven't been any cattle deaths of any strange cattle deaths in, yeah. in three years. Uh, potentially even longer, I think it was, right. that they were saying. Um, and because obviously now there's a, a cattle that's died, yeah. they got in the one person that knows everything that there is to know about cattle mutilations or animal mutilations, yeah. and that is Linda Moulton Howe. Yeah. Um, she's fantastic. Like the work that she's yeah, done. Yeah, she's awesome, yeah. For <laughs> decades in yeah. the field, literally in the field, mm. looking at yeah. these mutilated animals. Yeah. And... Um, she, ultimately she can't actually apply any of her expertise because there's no mutilation that's happened yeah um, it's spotless from, it's from only the, the autopsy outside. that's yeah, that the that's strange yeah, yeah that, that, is, that is strange that what that has actually happened here yeah but ultimately this cow just killed over now what they actually do discover a bit later on is this cow dying was caught on CCTV oh really it was caught on CCTV oh wow they see this cow lying down in the spot they actually see it drop down into a spot and then it lies down and it brings its head up and at the moment that it brings its head up they pause it because it's at that moment that they find something that they actually see something directly above the cow in the sky and it's an object a black object that very much looks like the tic tac oh wow yeah Really? It looks very much like the Tic Tac. Wow. Um, now, in the interest of time, I want to go over this really quick because I am overrunning. But potentially, the, I mean, this is this is basically what happens was when they examined the CCTV footage a bit closer, it showed, and they slowed it down frame by frame, it shows that the cow reacted to the object as it comes into frame. Mm. So the cow's lying down. The object comes into frame as the cow puts its head up. Then in the next frame, literally the next frame, I, th I can't, I don't know what the refresh rate is, but the next yeah. frame, it was, it moved further toward the distance. So basically, this put this object moving way faster than any conventional craft that we have, at, or any bug or bird mm. or any animal or anything like that, and it calculated a speed at approximately one thousand feet per second. Bloody hell. We, we we don't we don't have anything we don't like possess that, anything that we like know that. of <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah like I said this this object looks very very much like the same sort of object that was in the tic tac footage and the yeah. gimlin footage. No, um, gimlin. I know I know the I know the one. Who, <sighs> I know the footage you mean. Yeah, the, the, from the fighter pilot. Yeah, exactly. The government fighter pilot who released it all. Yeah, David Fravor. Mm. Um, the yeah, the, uh, Captain Fravor. He's his footage and everything else like that. Um, I'm, I'm, it's not Gimlin it's something else it, it escapes yeah. my mind at the yeah. moment I feel like a right plonker <laughs> <laughs> but it's there yeah, and it, yeah. is, it, is, it looks exactly like it wow really okay. really weird um, and yeah like I said they, they later on go on to find more things about the ranch yeah. that coincide with this um, uh, triangulated point of radiation that's about just, a mile up I'm just yeah. going to leave it there right. because they are able to zoom out and they're able to map something incredible right okay so guys go and check that out <laughs> yeah and i'm gonna I'm... leave you right there on that cliffhanger i've watched it before but i'm gonna have to catch holy up holy yeah. shit 
is uh, you have to watch it again to refresh said your memory. When I watched it, it was just yeah. absolutely phenomenal what it is that they find, and it just pushes them right into the next season because this it's got to it's got to keep on going. Yeah, this investigation's got to keep going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I, before we get off the fence, the one thing I will say about this is that yeah. I think <clears throat> this um, Brandon Fugel taking over mm. is the right thing that's happened because he's able to to funnel a load of private money into it. Yes. That means yeah. that he can also, and this is the interesting thing as well. Um, in, uh, when was it? 2017, um, Skinwalker Ranch was filed as a trademark. So, and, oh, right. And they managed to get it. Um, and then in April of 2020, the mark became applicable to, and I quote, providing recreation facilities entertainment services namely creation development production and distribution of multimedia content internet content motion pictures and television shows right, so the government okay. cannot stop them from releasing what they find yeah because it's for entertainment purposes yeah exactly so supposedly supposedly yeah that yeah. right there is a fucking good workaround that's yeah. a good way of get, keeping the government Stopping out them of your from findings. shutting you up, yeah. How brilliant is that? Yeah, that's clever, yeah. Very, very clever. Because some people would think, book. you know, that the sceptic would think that they've done that because they're going to sign up to a load of TV shows, dramas, you know, they're going to make a film about the ranch, they're going to bring out merch and internet shows and, mm. you know, whatever else. Well, I'll tell you what, if, if that is what they're doing, if they're dramatising all of it, then they've done really well to just get average-looking people yeah. to act. Yeah. And... Who seemingly don't look like actors because yeah. they're quite awkward, unless they're really good at it and yeah. not acting awkward on camera. But absolutely. So I mean, yeah, I mean, we've, we've both kind of covered very, very different subjects here. In the yes. you know Skinwalker Ranch, the only reason why it's called Skinwalker Ranch is because there's high strangeness and it. it well, that's the only connection really is that it's called Skinwalker Ranch. Um, well, there has um, obviously the on the ranch there have actually been possible sightings. Of, of what people would believe to be a, a skinwalker, or the Shermans when they first bought it, um, the you know these guys. I don't know. I don't think it's in this documentary, but I'm sure in something else I've watched, they do a bit of a, a longer investigation on Homestead Two, mm. and they bring back a guy who he's not been there for like twenty plus years or something, and he had a skinwalker experience. He yeah. like he was roaming around one of the outbuildings and he heard something going on in one of the others, and as he's turned around and his flashlight has caught something standing in the window. These are all dilapidated buildings at yeah. this point, so it's like the ruins of a, um, a, a sort of an outbuilding. I, don't, I can't remember what the use would have been, but if you imagine like a, a, a disused farm building huh. with the windows smashed out, and as he sort of turned around, you see that his camera sort of picks something up that's kind of like, Whoop! and then it sort of ducks behind a. You know, sort of moves behind a wall. So I think so. There's, so yeah. The 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 link is obviously because it was you know cursed by the the Navajo. It's used by the the Ute. It's a reservation. Typically, it's that culture and and those locations where you're going to find, you know, skinwalkers, which could easily be one of the explanations for the mutilations. Because there's been many mutilations on on that. Well, there's been that, a lot of land. daylight mutilations as well. Yeah, right? exactly, that's what I didn't yeah. say before about that one. Is potentially. They stopped another daylight mutilation of that of that cow. Yeah. That potentially, if they didn't find, because they found it within less than half an hour of it dying, mm. so if I, they hadn't, it would have it could have been mutilated right there on their because they spotted step. it. Yeah. 
right on their doorstep. They scarpered and it left the cow intact <laughs> with all its, uh, you know, organs and whatever. So, yeah, yeah but no, we, you couldn't obviously go over Skinwalkers without going over the ranch because there is a, a link, you know, albeit tenuous. Mm. You know, there have also been some, you know, possible well there have been mutilations possibly linked to you know the skinwalker there has been yeah. a couple of notable you know sort of sightings um but again it's another creature you know or, or cryptid that's heavily linked to ufo activity mm. uh, and i think that's the link you know in itself um there's a huge you know, paranormal as well. link with ufo ca- activity and paranormal activity there's some there was yeah. something to it yeah um i mean I suppose we now's the time to get off the fence with it, sort of thing. Yeah. I, I, with regards to skinwalkers, mm. yeah, I, I believe that there is an element to it. It's more, yeah. I don't necessarily believe that they can actually change into the form of something else or someone else, but yeah. there is certainly a paranormal element that allows mm. that person to access certain parts of consciousness that we can't access just on regular days you know or whatever yeah our neurotypical setup um yeah definitely I th- it, yeah and as, yeah, i agree yeah as for like the skinwalker ranch um i do like some of the the, the it's so wishy-washy the critics of it they are so wishy-washy like it's just it's people that just don't want to believe in it do you know just the be- for the sake of the not best believing one it. that i could come up with collective de- delusion <laughs> yeah. collective delusion yeah. so the the possibility could well be that nothing truly out of this world actually happens on the ranch mm. but no one is actually lying about it either it's a shared psychosis so they all believe in what they're seeing but it's not actually happening yeah, yeah. a shared psychosis or yeah. shared delusional disorder um with that many people a psychic well this is apparently this isn't a psychiatric uh, syndrome whereby Otherwise, he- otherwise healthy people share an idiosyncratic belief or deception. Basically, everyone's just imagining it. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that's like I don't know. I, I mean, I could like get that. Amy Schumer in a wetsuit, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amy Schumer in a wetsuit. It's a bit of a stretch, yeah. isn't it? Let's a bit be of a stretch. I like it. All played. <laughs> it's not one of mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. Um, but, but that's like it's better than it's just owls. You know, is at least there's something to it, I guess. I mean, I, I could oh, believe I that know, for man. some of the collective delusion, collective psychosis. Not in, not in this like... case. I think in in some of the like the Bigfoot documentaries or something I've watched. You know, you you can you could look watch those and think either it's all complete bollocks and they're all in on it. Utter nonsense. Utter nonsense. Sorry, it's all um, <laughs> either yeah, just complete and utter nonsense, and they're all just buying into it. Mm. And they're just looking to make a quick buck and fool some people. Which is what they were saying about the Shermans. Which is what they were saying about the Shermans. Or, yeah, it, it could just be that one person is just so into it and believes it so much that they've yeah, somehow she... managed to convince everyone else. Mm. So I could say to you, did you, did you see that over there, like that shape? And I could describe it and I could I could look at you and be like, mm. that really like, did happen. And you could be like, oh, uh yeah, no, I think I did see something like you could start convincing yourself that yeah. something. And then a couple of weeks know, later, you ask me about it. And go, yeah, I did see it. And then that's built and built and built, and the more we people just, are involved and blah blah. blah. So we I, said about the false memories, didn't we? Yeah, um, we we said this about yeah. uh, a couple of a couple of episodes back, quite a number of quite episodes a few, back. Yeah, now. Now. Yeah. yeah. So I think so I think it's I think it's possible in in sort of isolated circumstances. In this though, I, I don't believe that's the case, hmm. but. I think, yeah, just quickly with Skinwalkers, yeah, I do believe that it is a thing. I, th- I believe it's more paranormal. 
um, and more spiritual um, mm. than natural cryptid. So I you know, believe that there are these these witches, um, the, you know, witch, witch doctors, whatever they may be, um, that, you know, do these rituals that do have this spiritual sort of connection and, and you know, they will go out and kill an animal and then wear its carcass mm. and, you know, then believe that they can then run really fast or have the strength of the bear. I think it's all kind of mind mind over matter. Mind over matter. It's all spiritual. And so I, I, I believe that, as you say, whether or not they actually do change into these creatures or whether they do possess other people, that I'm, I'm probably less likely to um, mm. to sort of believe at this point, just from what I've read and where, where everything seems to be pointing. So, but but in essence, yeah, I think the the Skinwalker, based on its origin, not so much how Hollywood have done it, but certainly based on the Navajo belief, I mm. do think there is something uh, to it. With regards to the ranch, yeah, it's not just about you know cattle mutilations and some sort of you know creature being on the land and you know sort of killing them. You know, I think there's you know there's a lot more at play. Um, mm. You know, it's paranormal, it is, you know, spiritual, it's UFO. You know, it could be cryptid as well, depending on, you know, what they find on the land. Um, but, yeah, there's definitely more to it than meets the eye. And I think there's more to it than what a lot of people would be willing to, uh, you know, sort of, um, you know, give it credit for. Yeah. I think. Um, and that's just from the, you know, the... the I mean, I, I have watched it before, but not for a while. But obviously, I've been re-watching it recently in, in preparation for this and... Yeah, there is um, a lot of it that is sort of inexplicable, really. Um, and the guys that they've got, they've cast it very well because I think they are scientists first. Mm. And they're just looking for the scientific fact. Yeah. Can this be proven? Is there a reason why this can is happening? Can we replicate it as well? Can we replicate it? Yeah. You know, Can we capture it on audio or video, which seemingly they, they have done and mm. you know they are continuing to do so? Yeah, so I think there's, yeah, I think there's a lot, lot to be said for the phenomena that's that's happening there. Um, and yeah, like we joked about it, but you know there could be underground, you know, cave systems. There could be government involvement. You know, I oh, was definitely it, government it, involvement. It could there. be because of the tests yeah. and the, the nuclear tests and they've done that's disturbed the land and in itself, you know, created something. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of it that even those guys can't explain. They've just got the facts, they've got the evidence, and they're like, well, this is what it looks like. This is what it kind mm. of has to be. There's no scientific or logical explanation other than, you know, this is what's happening. Yeah. And yeah, as you as you have said, I'm, you know, I'm excited for season two, um, you know, to kind of see where they take it and to see whether they do provide any further evidence to some of the tests that they've done in season one. Mm. Um, and I think they owe it to themselves, really, to, to do that. So I hope they... Uh, yeah, because I hope they have done it. The one thing that I did notice as well when I was researching the ranch itself was that there wasn't really much in the way of uh, scientific findings before this. Yeah. Because everything that was, you know, that, that Robert Bigelow that, that was involved with, yeah. the government were involved with as well. Mm. So everything was kept hush-hush. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it seems like this is now, now that it's mostly being privatised and it's yeah. private money going into it, we're starting to actually get the, the real findings coming out. And that is exciting. Yeah. That is very exciting because people, especially with regards to UFOs, we've had disclosure on UFOs now. Yeah. We know that they exist. The government have acknowledged them. Mm. Um, the US government has acknowledged them at the very least. I'm yeah. pretty sure the British government acknowledged them before 
the Americans did. Right. Um, but no one gives a shit. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Because I think it's just been... We've had so many years of science fiction films, alien invasion films, yeah. UFO documentaries. It's not just beyond the point of possibility for a lot of people, it's been isn't a, it? There's been a campaign mm. from day dot yeah. that people that have had abduction experiences and everything, they've all been labelled as whack jobs, crazies, yeah. mental. You know, that, that oh, don't go near her because she got abducted by aliens. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's that sort of thing. <clears throat> Yeah, it's all of that. Yeah, people go. Oh, I don't believe in UFO. I don't believe in aliens or, or whatever. It's like, but I think well, it hang was... on a second. But there's there's more data coming out now. Yeah, you should be giving a fuck about this. Yeah, really but should. I think the, I think it's quite clever how it's all been timed and how it's all been released. Because you think you know the, the the Americans had the you know the, the Trump, the Trump administration, mm. whichever one's you know attentions and energies were kind of concentrating on, you know the world had you know COVID to distract them and to, you know, believe more in that, which obviously comes with its own, you know, conspiracies or beliefs or, yeah. or what, you know, whatever with that. Oh, and it just it seems coincidental that within all that, the Americans then finally decide, oh, do you know what? We'll put out all of these declassified videos and photos and files proving that UFOs not only exist, but we've found them and, you know, we've kept yeah. them, you know, sort of contained. Be- we'll do it now because everyone's so fucking bothered about covid that then the, this will just themselves. fall under the radar, yeah, and no yeah. one's really gonna, no one's really gonna pick up on it. So I think it was quite cleverly timed, mm. you know, really. And they've only, they've only declassified what they want us to know, of course. You know, so there's still well, much more to the iceberg. Well, the actual, the actual um, work itself, the, the the journal that they released, yeah, um, the document, sorry, that they released, it basically said, yeah, they exist, but we don't know what they are. Mm. Yeah. Oh right, okay. We've acknowledged well, their bullshit. existence. We found bullshit. them. I'm but, pretty sure yeah. that you do know what it is, yeah. what they are, where they come from. You know, th- you've probably spoke to them. <laughs> yeah, no made doubt. contact. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's loads of people yeah. out there that whistleblowers in various different government yeah, exactly. agencies that have come out and said, yeah, they're in contact. Yeah, I was on this yeah. project, and you know, this got this got done, and this is what was mm-hmm. found, and yeah. you know, there's too many of those that have come out yeah. that you can't just tarnish them all with the same brush. They're all con artists. They're all mental. Well, exactly, because they can't to get a bit of fame. They wouldn't all get those, you know, jobs, get the clearance, and given that responsibility, if the government thought that they were a live wire or that they were, you know, a risk to national security, well, yeah. or you know, so something must have happened between their tenure for them to stand back and go, Do you know, what, actually, this is more important, and we mm. need to blow the cover on this. Like Bob Lazar, for example. You know, I'm exactly surprised. That, I'm surprised off. he's still alive. Like with the stuff that he's come out with and mm. the well, info tried, and it the seems secrets. Like they tried their best to to deface the fella yeah. to defamation they've and tried all of that. They tried their best but you know he's still you know still going strong and whatnot so yeah I think there's a lot to be said for you know for all of that but uh, but no in essence yeah I think there is a phenomena going on you know at the ranch um, mm, and definitely. I think they're only just kind of cracking you know the the source and, and you know and some of the things that you know they do find I hope they go back underground I hope they I hope they find fantastic. a cave entrance or some sort of they opening. find an object yeah that seems something. to be what they were kind of alluding to in in, in season yeah. one they they were alluding to a football shaped object yeah. under the ground and then once Do they, they discovered that it? travis yeah. got a bit got shot with a bit of radiation yeah and got visible burns and stuff so yeah so i'm hoping they find a way of um going back down there and mm. you know and sort of you know blowing it all up as it were so um now I'll, I'll be interested to uh 
to watch it. But no, it's been a good one. This I've enjoyed yeah. it. It's had the two different elements. It's had the the supernatural kind of cryptid, you know, element, which is obviously what you know we wanted to sort of bring to people. But you know, as we said, we couldn't do the Skinwalker without looking at the ranch. You know, a tenuous link, but linked. You know, nonetheless. Everyone knows it though. Uh, yeah, and everyone knows it, whether you've seen the documentary or you've read the articles or, you know, whatever it may be, mm. you would, or even if you, you know, you're in the area, well, you, know, absolutely. you would have heard about it. We were discussing about the popularity of, of different subjects that we've done. Mm. Um, and when I've spoken to people about, like, when they say, oh, so what, what's your episode then? What are you recording this yeah, week? Yeah. And I go, oh, Skinwalkers and Skinwalker Ranch are like, I'll be checking that out. Yeah, you know, like the majority of people have just yeah. gone. Yeah, I know about. I've heard of Skinwalker Ranch. I yeah. don't know what's happening now, mm. but I've heard about Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, exactly. So I'd be interested to hear exactly what you guys have got to say about it. So yeah, yeah, that seems no, to be. be um, hopefully, yeah. this will be a, a nice, popular episode, and hopefully, you guys will really enjoy yeah. it. Hopefully, it'll be uh, another one. We've we've done, you know, we have done really well. Um, you know, with our with all our episodes, you know, we we mm. set ourselves, you know, quite a. Uh, I mean, at the time quite a higher number um of plays that we wanted to try and hit as a minimum you know per episode yeah um but that seems to be our minimum now or you know, <laughs> yeah, I know right? which which is just it's very humbling which is nuts yeah it's, very, it's, very it's amazing so I mean, thank you to all the regular listeners out there we yeah, really do appreciate it. it it does you know to some it might just be numbers but you know for us to think that there are other people mad enough to be listen, into all this listen to our bollocks and it's not just us <laughs> rambling on um for you know however long and this one obviously has overrun as you'll uh, mm. as you'll come to realize um but there was just you know too much content that we wanted to sort of go over and you know we didn't want to half ass it no, if we could no, uh, if we could help it otherwise you know where's the point in uh in doing it in the first place absolutely so hopefully you've enjoyed it and uh yeah Hopefully you'll uh, you'll stick around. Um, so I guess <laughs> brings it to a close. That does bring it? us to a close, doesn't yeah. it? Um, so yeah, it brings us to the end of uh, another episode. And as always, thank you for joining us, and more importantly, sticking with us as we've as we've just said. Um, as always, would uh, would again like to thank um, our amazing patrons, uh, Justin and uh, and James, um, for your you know continued support. It is um, much appreciated. Um, and remember, guys, if um, you know if you'd like, you know if you like what you hear, you too can support your favourite podcast by heading to Patreon.com and searching for Cryptid Ramblers Podcast. And uh, you know, as, as Scott said earlier, we've got a couple of tiers uh, to pick from, which should hopefully uh, offer um, enough enough perks to uh, to tempt you. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> um, big thank you again, as always, to uh, the home of. Cryptid Ramblers podcast, our purpose-built studio here at Hellfire Creative. Uh, remember to head to hellfirecreative.com for more info on the services that the guys can uh, provide. And if there is anything that takes your fancy, um, head over to hellfirestudio.uk to get 20% discount on any said services. Um, simply use our discount code Cryptid at the checkout. Yep. And that's all you've got to do. Um as we said before, um, a lot of work is still going on behind the scenes with our new merch store, which mm -hmm. we are really excited about. It's another um, local company that we get to work closely with. So, yeah, we're, we're excited for that. Um, we're making our way through new designs. We do, as well. yeah. As we're we are revamping some of the old ones, um, which for uh, Justin's benefit, um, we are beautifully well. modelling. 
under our jumpers because yep, it's indeed. frigging freezing. It's bloody cold. <laughs> um, so no zips today. Absolutely. But um, <laughs> we're also uh, creating some new ones mm. just to sort of freshen it up a bit. And um, yeah, hopefully <laughs> hopefully there'll be some fan favourites in there because <laughs> they are really good if uh, I do say so yes, myself. Yes, indeed. indeed. Um, and I guess as we're, um, as we're remembering um, yes. to mention... We uh, will discuss, or we will we'll give a teaser as to what the next um, episode will be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, with this obviously being bi-weekly, and uh, you know the holidays or, yeah. or Christmas coming up, um, we have technically only got one more um, recording yeah. um, before the end of the year. So we were toying with you know kind of what to do, or whether we'd do a, a you know one of our usual episodes and then do a, another sort of special that we'd do during the week. Um, but uh, we've decided that we'll just do the one the main episode uh, in a couple of weeks' time, and we are going to do Krampus. Yes, we're going to do Krampus <laughs> just in time for uh, the holidays. Um, it's yeah, it's uh, it's a story, not so much a, a cryptid, admittedly, but it's um, it's it's certainly a story that we both uh, you know have, oh, have enjoyed and uh, in do enjoy. Um, so yeah, we'll have some fun. You sort of bring that to oh, indeed. everyone. I'm sure everyone's, you know, heard of it or seen the the, the crappy film that came out a few years ago. Yeah, indeed. And <laughs> um, uh, just for you know the, the 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 benefit of our listeners, I will be practicing my German accent. Oh God! Right. So everyone's got that to look forward to. So oh, uh, they do. Oh, they you've, do. You've you've been warned. It's a corker. <laughs> oh God! You've been warned, um, and I apologise. <laughs> In advance. <laughs> On my behalf. On Scott's behalf for any offence caused. <laughs> um, well, there can't be any worse than the butchering that we've done in previous episodes. Ain't so, that right. Um, Ain't that right. Yeah. So uh, at least we try. Yes, we A do. for effort, if nothing else. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> um, so I think that's um, I think that's covered it. Um, yes. I think we've actually managed to remember everything this time. Um, so on that note, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Until next time. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I had. That's all I had. That's all I had. Forgot that.